Welcome, once again, to Pandora's Box. Oh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Onwards with the show. You are listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Weight Radio. I am your host as always, Callum Waite. Or is my name in fact? Obadiah Penny Whistle. <laughs> to the right of me we have, as usual, Mr. Joseph Armstrong. What's up, what's up? Do you want to give yourself an alias today, Drew? Pembroke. Pembroke. We got Pembroke. Yeah. <laughs> to the left of me we have Yo yo Young Bullwinkle, Mr. I Nathaniel am Warren. Mr. Bullwinkle. Host of the Rap Radar every Sunday night from oh, yeah. eight PM until ten. That's Do you want to give right. yourself an alias today, man? Uh I'll be Alki. Alki. <laughs> to be honest, Alky. we won't remember any of these anyway. But yeah. um we are honoured to welcome in the studio today Mr. Mark Studley. Hello. Woo! Nice to have you on, Mark. Thanks for having me. Cheers for coming, mate. So, um, for anybody that doesn't know, Mark is an award-winning chef. We used to have a very successful um, place, burger place in town in Bridgewater called Cow and Bun. Um, and you've also just released a book. Yes. So yes. we're going to be talking all about that today. Yeah. So um, I thought we'd sort of like start right from the beginning, really, Mark. So um, how long have you actually been into cooking? Uh... Probably about five years. Oh, so not long yeah, at all? No, no, no. So you like got into it and opened Cow and Bun pretty much? Yeah, so I started in my back garden. Right. Just right. knocking up stuff for my mates on like a couple of smokers and stuff. And then um, that kind of progressed to me selling it to my mates through my Facebook. And then I was getting 40 orders every Sunday. So I started doing that. And then that gets a bit a bit too much to handle mm. you know my missus is vegetarian bored and vegan so I'm doing meat and stuff chucking it everywhere mm. I bet uh, she loves you yeah she hates my guts even now you know so. she's just like how to reek yeah. of smoked meat yeah, like. yeah pretty much so yeah. and then uh, she didn't want to help me do it so um, I had to deliver it as well so yeah. I was doing sort of two sittings mm. and it just got yeah yeah a bit out of hand so mm. I then set cow and bun up and didn't have a clue what I was doing you know I spent a few months checking everything out around the country burgers and stuff thought I'd give it a go first night waiting times like three hours I don't think they improved over the three years that I had it to be fair mm. <laughs> if I'm honest so. <laughs> but, you yeah. built a great reputation in a short amount of time though. yeah, yeah. Like everyone everyone yeah. locally in Bridgewater was just yeah. like ranting and raving about how good yeah. Cowboy yeah. was yeah. Like everybody yeah. was like going there all the time you yeah. see it on Facebook everywhere like yeah. we've been Cowboy we've been Cowboy <laughs> you know but it's, it was good I mean we got God, voted in top 20 in the country. I was a top 16 burger chef in the country. Wow. Um, we had, the customer base was two hours. So they'd come from Bournemouth, Cardiff. Seriously? Yeah, to, they'd come down, you're like, do you want to sit in? And obviously, you know, we had the stalls. Mm. Like nine stalls. Oh, no, 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 it's comfy to sit in the car. So they, they've just driven two hours to get there. Wow. And then you see them sat outside eating their food. I have to say, like, car, I, so. I knew the place was successful. I didn't know it was that yeah, successful. The thing yeah. that, like, some people would drive two hours yeah, yeah, to yeah. have a burger. Yeah, But, you yeah. know, fair play. As I said, they were sort of, like, it was notorious yeah. in a short amount of time. Yeah, as I said, yeah, the, amount of time, the amount of people that yeah. were... I can't believe that you only started cooking five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to be like, oh yeah, you know, I was nah. I was twelve years old and <laughs> no, I watched no, no. I watched Gordon Ramsay. What what got me going was um, I used to travel. I, I like going to Bristol, Exeter, stuff like that. And everywhere I was going, I couldn't get a good burger. I just thought they were crap, and you're paying mm. fifteen quid sometimes for yeah. rubbish, like you know. So I thought I can do better than that. And then it kind of one. One side of me is arguing like, "Well, go on, do it." The other side, like, "Don't, don't do it, don't yeah. do it." But then me, I'm just, yeah, I'll just do it anyway. So, 
So that was the whole thing. So I could do it better than anyone else. Mm. So mm. and I think I like to think to be fair, I achieved that. So up, you know, up until I sold it. So yeah. But so it was, why why did you sell it? I just wanted a life. Basically. Yeah, is it just yeah. all-consuming? Yeah, I mean, seven hours a day, uh, seven days a week, 18 hours a day, pretty much. Really? Yeah, mm. so, you know, I was only open for, I think we'd open at, like, on the weekends, four. Yeah. And mm. then by half seven, eight, we'd have to stop taking orders because we sold out, you know. Wow. Right. And then you still got two hours of cooking after that, and then... Just overwhelming. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, you can't, I couldn't get the staff. A victim you know? of your own success, mm. really. Yeah, mm. yeah. definitely. I mean, it's definitely. a good way, you know, it's a good place to be in <laughs> yeah. a way. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, if it's that overbearing and yeah. overwhelming, then yeah, you sort yeah. of want your life back, don't and you? And, you know, I've got a six-year-old, well, yeah, she's six now, and an eight-year-old mm. girl, so two girls. Mm. And I miss them growing up. Really? Do you know what I mean? So happened, I missed miss three years of their life, technically, because yeah. I'd, I'd get home, yeah. it'd be midnight, and then they'd be up for school seven, I'm up at seven and I'm going to take deliveries in the, into the shop. Mm. So I'd see him for 20 minutes, half an hour a day. If yeah. That, and the mm. same with your wife and stuff as well, you know. So, which, you know, wife's a good thing if you, don't, you only see her for half an hour a day. It's, that's good. But, <laughs> but kids, it's not so good, you know. So, no, I, I yeah. can completely sympathise with that. I've, I've got a little girl as well. Yeah. And I know, I know yeah. what you mean. Like when on those like days or even those weeks when you're like super busy, yeah. it, it's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. is depressing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like, you know, like, you literally see your kid in passing. Yeah. Maybe quickly say goodnight to him or something. You get yeah. in just to, just in time to say goodnight to him and yeah. that's it. That's, that's, it. that's quite yeah. a depressing feeling, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah, and you don't, you know, you don't have any time. And, you know, when I went down to seeing six days a week mm. or five days a week, those two days that I'm off, I'm still working. Mm. You know, I'm still doing all the paperwork yeah. and catch stuff on that. And, mm. I, you know, and I'm running around doing, you know, whatever. But there, I just couldn't get the staff in Bridgewater. You know, I had one guy who I sold it to who's mm. obviously ruined it, but that's yeah. his problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, mm. up until that point, you know, he he was fine for me. Why did you have such a problem getting staff? Just they just weren't people, just unreliable. Just really, unreliable. Yeah, yeah. you'd get people that they just wouldn't. I think because it's different working somewhere where, in a sense, your customer faces facing. You know, you know, you're banging out a burger every twenty seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so which is probably the same as McDonald's or, mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, but we made we're obviously doing it all fresh and the, the work Gourmet is burgers. super intense yeah. it's yeah. Su you know mm. i think i did in the three years that i was there over half a million beef burgers whoa, whoa. you know and you, you think that, and that's all pure beef that we made by hand every day yeah. and yeah. then i think it's probably about 160 to 200,000 chicken burgers that we prepped every day mm. You know, so, and people don't want to do that. They don't. They don't. Didn't want to work hard. You know, you're gonna mm. get. You've got to st mm. get stuck in. They think it's gonna be like you know, just you know, some fast food place yeah. in Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like an industrial town. They think yeah. it's just gonna be like knocking them out. Like no one really cares. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. But it's you know, we made everything. Yeah, you yeah. Know, all I the remember, sauces, everything. I so. remember hearing you know it was all like really high quality beef and yeah. everything, wasn't it? Yeah. But that's the thing is, I mean, for somebody like myself, anyway, like that's what I want. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't yeah, want. Yeah. I, I want if I'm going to get a burger. I mean, I, I'm past going to McDonald's. I don't. Yeah. Really, I don't go to places like that now. Yeah, yeah. If I want to get something really good, I much rather go to somewhere like um, I don't know if you've been there, like Spitfire in Bristol or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like yeah. proper, like slow cooked, yeah. like yeah. you know, pork or, or yeah, beef, yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. um, that's what you want. Yeah, I've gone off mm. burgers now, by the way. I can't, <laughs> I can't eat them at all. So, really? Yeah, I hate them. You'll get a taste <laughs> back. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, it's been what eighteen months since I since I gave it up, and I've probably had. Two two burgers in that time. Really? One of right. them was funny enough in Bristol was a Sado, the yeah. South American flavored burger place. Yeah, mm. you know that's really good. You know, but 
that even to me then I've still I was eating it yeah. and I know it's good but I'm just like I don't like it just sick of it yeah mm, just yeah. Don't, you know you just the smell of them the look at the look mm. of them it's just it's off putting like, mm. you know, I was been like that about whiskey for about 10 years yeah. <laughs> after I had a bad experience when I was 14 yeah. you know <laughs> drank a bottle of my dad's whiskey yeah. and I was like that for about 10 years I like it again now but yeah one day you'll get the taste back for it yes mm. yeah yeah so I said um I didn't hear for a while I I heard eventually that it had been sold cuz it was one of those things. I did wonder why it had such a good reputation, and I did start hearing that it had gone downhill. Yeah, People, yeah, obviously, yeah. not everyone's going to be aware. Obviously, that you sold it. Yeah, yeah. But um, obviously, it's still got the name. Does yeah. it? Does it sort of bother you that the name's been sort of tainted? Um, a little bit, but yeah. I mean, you know, once it's once it's left my hands, it's left my hands. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that's it. You know, I got rid of it for a reason. I didn't want to. You know, I suppose the first nine months after I sold it, yeah, people were just. Who I don't even know were messaging me, yeah. saying, "Please take it back, please yeah. get it back." <laughs> they just wanted their burger yeah, fix. Yeah, you know, yeah, get yeah, it yeah. back. You know, he's ruining it. He's yeah. doing this, and I'm like, "But you know, I don't want anything to do with it." Like, you know, if why don't you approach him, take it on, or yeah. whatever? But mm. people don't want to commit to that. You know, yeah. they just, you know, they want their their fix. You know, and that's it. So, yeah. but so yeah. when you started like cooking five years ago, I imagine to get to the level that you have gotten to, I. I imagine you got pretty tunnel visioned with it, like with your cooking. When yeah, you I'm it. all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, you, so were you just like reading up everything, looking up? Um, I, I wouldn't say I read up on stuff. Um, yeah. I think what got me got me really going to to do it. So I met a bloke called Marcus Borden. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if you're aware of it. There's a there's a group online called Country Wood Smoke. It's a massive like smoking Community. meats and stuff. Mm. Like right. That. Yeah. Right. So Marcus started up. He was a vegetarian until about 11 years ago, 12 years ago. And uh, so he decided to then stop being a veggie and get smoking meat because there's a butcher's opposite this house down near Clumpton. That's quite like a rapid change. Yeah, did yeah, you say yeah. like why in particular he did that? I, th- I think he, he literally, there was a really good butcher's over the road and he just one day just thought, you know what, I'm going to go in there. <laughs> I'm try just going to smoke all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, I'm going to make the change, you may as well do it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so he's, um, he, he's grown now, you know, he's got two best-selling cookbooks out right. as well. So... Um, and he was running some barbecue class, smoking class and stuff. And I think at the time he only had probably 4,000 followers or something. And yeah. this is going back probably six years ago. And I met him and he was like, he's such an inspiring bloke that you just think, oh, hang on a minute, you, mm. you follow what you want to do. And, and I remember speaking to him, you know, well, he, he and he was saying to me that you know, his dream was to give up. He was a geologist, so up on the oil rigs and stuff. And he mm. was like, you know, my dream is to not do that anymore and it's to be you know do this full time teaching people how to smoke meats and barbecue and stuff and i was like you know do you know what i want to open my own place and then i met him again and he just you know i said you know what i'm gonna do it and Mm, then um, i ended up going to uh a a little party that we throw because my mate got killed 2008 so called bodstock so it's a little rave in the middle of nowhere we get some big djs down and they play for free or real cheap for us so nice and we were all sat in a caravan one night and everything was going around and we were all a little bit smashed and I said, Do you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up a burger bar and everyone's like, ah, <laughs> you know, like Yeah, so so I went and did it. You had an epiphany yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a spur of the moment. And I, yeah. my mates now they just keep laughing like you did do it, you stuck yeah, to it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Man. It did really yeah. well as well. Yeah, yeah. All the rubbish people <laughs> normally talk when they're hammered like that and yeah, you actually yeah. went and fully yeah, changed so your true. life. Yeah, fully yeah, changed yeah. your life. It was funny because I, I came out of it at, at the time one of my mates at the caravan that we were in he had put 
the caravan for sale on eBay mm. with the festival organizer's phone number on it just to like wind them up. Mm. So he's getting all these calls about this caravan that we're all sat in getting drunk in and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm there, I'm going to open up a burger bar, you know, and everyone's yeah. like, this is yeah. all just too much. Like, you know, and yeah, so yeah, we were just going it, on so, one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but after that, you must have obviously to acquire the skills that you now have. You must have watched like a lot of stuff on YouTube, I imagine, things uh, like that. I don't really surely. watch YouTube. I kind of, it's weird. I, I don't watch much YouTube unless it's something really difficult. Yeah, that mm. I that I don't know how to get my head around, like a technique or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, on my I don't know if you see my Instagram, Dirty Food Guy, on there. So I've got like um, these garlic butter pastry cones. So it looks right. like an ice cream cone. It's got like stuff with carbonara and stuff in it, so you Insane. can actually eat it like an ice cream. And, right. stuff. <laughs> nice. and um, yeah, so I didn't know how to do that. And I, I was racking my brain, how, how do you do that? So I watched the thing for that. But a lot of it is that I'll look at a picture and then I'll go onto Google and I'll Google how they make a mm. certain recipe. Mm. And then I just, you know, think, well, I'm just going to twist it up and just... You know. So you get creative with it and do your kind of own, own yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. So if you see like, you know, in the book, the... Um, the beef wellington tacos where mm. the puff pastry is the taco shell mm. and stuff like right. that so you just kind of turn it on ahead and the, what you said the cheeseburger roly poly that you were looking oh. at mm. oh that looks yeah. amazing yeah. that so, looks amazing you know, that's actually made out of potato right so that, right. so you know you, you kind of how do you do that and how do you roll it and mm. you know I've, i couldn't find anything yeah anywhere. that's crazy mm. to me like yeah yeah i, mm. I just so, obviously assumed it was made out of some sort of you know, pastry yeah yeah. Bread yeah, yeah, yeah no it's just literally mm. you just grate with a potato get all the starch out Put it in a bowl, chuck some eggs, seasoning, cheese, all that sort of stuff in it. Yeah, and then a bit like when you make hash brown from scratch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a big rusty, basically. Because I've yeah. done that, and mm. that is delicious. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that, like great, great potato, yeah, and squeeze yeah. all the starch out and yeah. that, and that's so insane. that is exactly the same thing. Oh right, but you just put it in a baking tray. And yeah, it's all stuff that I've just like. How do I do it? I throw stuff around the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the wife's been to A and E a few times. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so how much? Because you've clearly got like a built-in talent for this. You obviously were born with some skill that you've obviously only discovered five years ago for cooking. Yeah, it's called winging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, so how much of it was like trial and error? So was it, well, at first when you were making stuff, was a lot of it like pretty rubbish? Or were oh, you, yeah, you surprised? Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can see a lot, you know, how stuff's come on. Like, so when I first started doing the burgers, um, I don't know if you remember Grillstock, the smokehouse up in Bristol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, so... They had a Hobbs House bakery bun and I had the grill stock book. So I looked in the book and I was like, oh, I can make the buns for this. Nothing like it at all. It just tasted like cardboard. (laughs) And I've I've still got the picture and it just looks shocking. Like, you know, you (laughs) you wouldn't eat it at all. You'd just bin it off. Yeah, yeah. But so I just thought, actually, no, you know. So, yeah, just stuff like I just play around with it. And then some stuff I can nail first time. Yeah. Other stuff, it takes me, yeah, it takes me a lot. Like at the moment I'm doing something that's, um, you know, like a Walker's Crisp. Mm. But imagine that. But it's when you break into it or bite into it, it's got melted cheese and cheeseburger in it. Oh yeah. yes, please! So I think that'd be a world's first once I've done it. But I'm nearly there. But yeah, I've I've smashed a lot of stuff. And I think I think what I agree. I think one of the things that impresses me though is, as I said, like like I like cooking. Yeah. But I'd say there's probably only about five things that I can cook yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah. Whereas obviously you have got so many different recipes now. Yeah, to, yeah. And you said like for the trial and error to make everyone be as 
like that yeah. good. Yeah, it's, that, it's that's just, an insane amount of time. Being, just not being scared to do it. I think yeah. mm. just just doing it, just going for it, make it to your. Yeah. I just you know even when I come violence, everything I did it to my taste. No one else's. Mm. I suppose it's like so, that thing as well. Mm. It's that old saying, and it's like if you put a thousand hours in something, yeah, you, you, know, you get. But you just you but you've got to be yeah. willing to put that a thousand hours in yeah. if you've got enough big enough passion. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, one of the main reasons we're here today to talk to you is obviously about your book. Yeah. So, so um, that, so yeah, check it out, everyone. So, um, yeah. so where Dirty. is that out on? I know it's out on Amazon. Um, and yeah, so it's on Waterstones, Smiths, um, Publishers, which is Meze Publishing, um, yeah. Amazon. Um, yeah, everywhere, everywhere, mm. basically. So it is yeah. available now, folks. So yeah. if you like your dirty food, if mm. you like your junk food, mm. then yeah. um, you know, go get yourself a copy, and you'll be a, be a very happy man yeah. or lady. Mm. Um, so, did you start writing that once you'd sold Cow and Bun? <laughs> no. So um, the the whole book thing is a bit surreal, really, because I um, I sold Cow and Bun. I thought, that's it. I'm having a year off. I I got no idea. I just want a break. I don't want to see anyone. I, I became really unsociable. But I guess the the point was when I sold Cambun was August 2020. So I went straight into lockdown anyway. Mm. So then I convenient. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I, you know I sold it to have time with the kids, and then I've got too much time with them. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm homeschooling them for months at a time yeah. as well. You know, and yeah. I'm like, oh no. So that, that's aging me. And then um, yeah, so the publishers would have been. They got in touch about March last year. Right. Right. So, um, and they said, you know, you've been recommended to us. If you wanted to do a cookbook, what would it be? Mm. What would it be about? Mm. And I'm like, who's recommended me? Well, don't worry about that. You know, we've heard that you, you might be worth speaking to about it. So I've just kind of gone, all right, well, can I get back to you? Like, no, we want to know now. So I'm like, Ooh, straight off. Yeah. Off, all right. Well, yeah, what publishers are you then? So they <laughs> tell me, you know, do you like Marco Pierre White, Master Chef winners? you know, all these sorts of people. So like, so they're, they're in a no, you know. And uh, mm. So I've turned around and gone, all right, so my book, if I was going to do it, would be all the Instagrammable food mm. that you see, all the dirty, messy food that you think, you know, bloody love that, How? but it looks mad to make. Mm. I'm just saying you can make it, but you can go to the supermarket and buy every single ingredient. Mm. And then if you're, but also use my book as a guide, basically, rather mm. than... Um, following it step for step so you can go if you're not good at making sauces use a jar sauce I don't care it's up to you make it to your taste and to your skill set your experience your budget and just do it that way which I think is why it's you know everyone's kind of raving about it because it's you know it's completely different and it's not set in stone for it it's you know it's completely mm. unlike anything else out there did you have a lot of the recipes already made before you released the book no. or literally just had to go from scratch yeah that's yeah so they they, they, they said to me right this is it you've got to I think it's August 31st to get it all done or we had mm. to get it all done so I think I had to get all the recipes to them by the end of June or right. or mid-July something like that and so I, I basically had from March to so I had three months mm. to whoa to write yeah that's crazy. not long is it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, I kind of thought alright well what can I do so you mm. know I was home so yeah I was probably doing three or four a day just, just coming mm. up with it just trialling it getting my mates round what does this taste like? And so you just yeah, cook, you just trying all these recipes at home in your kitchen, yeah, yeah. Wait, you know, seeing how they tasted, yeah, perfecting yeah. them, yeah, and then sort of dialing that's it. it in. Yeah. So so, but the hard part about writing a cookbook is is you know when you make the stuff, it's easy, but mm. writing it down, and measuring it all it. down yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. that's the really anal bit. And I, I I was like, well, this is the hardest bit for me because you know I can tell you 
how to do it but I don't know how much of what I'm using so I've had to go back through everything mm. Mm. it seems this, like you do it other. by feel from yeah. how you're saying it's yeah. just like chug a load of things together just look, it's... taste it's all about taste isn't it mm. you know, yeah, so yeah. Just, yeah, mm, yeah. You, yeah a bit of that bit of that you know then it's like oh shit how much did I put in like, yeah, you know? sure. yeah, yeah. Mm. so sure. yeah, yeah go back and do it all again so in total did you say three months three months yeah I'll tell you what though it's a sign of your success I can't even imagine what it's like, though, to just get a random call from a publisher and be yeah, like, I we know. want you to make this book. We've done the ones for, like, Marco Pierre White yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah. Was it, like, almost, like, strange? What you going to do? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. then it's almost like putting you in the same light as somebody like yeah, Marco so, Pierre White. So way, it's it? weird because most cookbooks, they, um, they're all self-funded. So yeah. a lot of the people will pay for it all. And they're not cheap to do, you know. Mm. I think this one, if you, if it was self-funded, it's like 20 grand near enough. Yeah to do mm. so you know and, so they yeah. had enough faith in you that obviously they were paying for that they, they thought they could make money off yeah, your name yeah so, so, so what that what they did was that um, they said right okay I gave him my idea and he didn't really say anything and then he's like okay I'll call you back next day I thought you know he's just, he's just joker or whatever next day they've come back and said yeah we're going to sign you up we think this is brilliant it's got massive legs there's nothing like it mm. out there we've done all the research oh, blah 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 nice contracts coming over sign it and off we go so you're like all right, there we go then. So yeah, the rest is history, really. So. Awesome. So um, you're an award-winning chef, yes, as well. So how did you? How did that come about? And just winging it. Was that from Cow and Burn? Yeah, yeah, it came from that. Yeah. So now um, I do private chefing. So right. um, I right. get to go to very nice houses with celebrities, high net worth individuals, sports stars, people like that, and cook them. Really, dirty food because they don't want fine dining anymore. So wow. So what's um? So what's actually like the the name like the award you won? Me. Yeah. So I've won newcomer of the year. Right. Yeah. So at the chef awards and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's all. Um, I'm I'm still just amazed that you only yeah. started five years ago. Yeah. I think yeah. That, that's something yeah. that's crazy to me. And now you're yeah. doing private events for celebrities yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So have you been with like some 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 big names? Yeah. Really, like all over the UK and stuff. Yeah. Well, I do. I try and do an hour and a half from Bridgewater. Really. Yeah. So. Right. Um, but yeah, we've done people, I suppose the ones that I can say, like t- people like Tori Amos, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right. So, <laughs> Just so, chilling out with Tori Amos, yeah, making her a burger. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> made in Chelsea. All so right. Made in right. Chelsea was my very first private right. thing. And that was that was pretty surreal because you kind of think, well, hang on, you know, I, I don't know who they are, which is the, the funny yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't either, really, yeah. You know, and I don't mm. watch it and I'm like, well, made in Chelsea. And then everyone's like, whoa, you know. Yeah, because you know the general yeah. public are like... They're hyped on them, aren't they? Mark, yeah. Mark's a superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of go down there and um, they've got this big, big manor house that they've rented out and there's no yeah. cameras. And you kind of go with the impression, oh, they're going to be stuck up idiots, they're going to be this, they're going to be that. And you get there and they're absolutely sound. Yeah, you know, right. Everybody I've met, apart from... Um, a lady from the in-betweeners you know Will's mum oh really yeah really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> naming and shaming apart from Will's mum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's cool about Tori Amos though. I say well, my mum like used to play that all the time growing up to me and yeah, I think she's yeah. just gone and saw her actually in like Bath or something like, like yeah, a week lives, or two ago she lives in Cornwall so oh does she yeah, I yeah. didn't know that yeah yeah, mm. yeah I can so. imagine she'd be a pretty down to earth lady yeah, but that yeah, seems so like pretty yeah. cool to me that like, you'd yeah. just be like chilling out with her so, yeah. so, so yeah. you're making the same sort of food that you made in Cow and Bunny yeah you, well or? no not really so um, I do like All stuff, stuff for the book so things right. like the dirty pies so mm. like we do like a rare breed in the, in the book it's bangers and mash pie but for clients I use rare breed sausages and mash so the pie's actually got the mash in the pie and the sausages and the gravy mm, so you right. cut it all in and so they have stuff like that um they have yeah they have burgers dirty fries the grilled cheeses anything really just yeah yeah, mm. yeah. so and they, and they they just said and i speak to them first and i'm like you know you do realize i'm not fired up yep that's we know that we've seen your pictures 
you know, that's that's what we want. We don't want finding people don't want it all the time. Mm. You know, they've mm. got all this money, but they're, they're just normal people. You just so. want good tasting food yeah, that's going to yeah, fill you yeah, up. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and taste amazing. Made that's, in that's Chelsea, they want the bangers of mash pie, but they were like, no, just do us bangers of mash. While I'm making it, they're like racing up and down the hallway on suitcases, smashed out of their faces, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. having jousting competitions, like you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just really weird, like, yeah. Obviously, so, you were saying that you don't eat like a lot of burgers, but no. do you eat a lot of like dirty food still? Not really, no, well. Gone a vegetarian now. But it's weird. My food, it's weird because I think where I count well, I, I my eating habit completely changed because I didn't eat properly. You're kind of picking right in the day before you go, and then you kind of get home late, and then you kind of have something. But you know, then you're eating at like one in the morning because mm. you're wide awake still. Mm. So, mm. but yeah, I think now. I mean, a lot more sandwiches at the moment, I think, which is right. a bit weird. Just so, like convenient food. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Easy and, to and eat. But, but I suppose when I'm making a sandwich, it's not a sandwich. It's I've, I've got to... Make it over the top. Yeah, yeah, It's like a work of art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is, there's some pretty mad stuff going on with sandwiches. So A man-witch, like I like to call it. Yeah, a man-witch. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want a sandwich, you want a man-witch. Which like, is what I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind opening a sandwich bar doing some pretty mad stuff. Yeah. That'd be the next but, book. Well, or the, the next shop, yeah. So yeah, is that, yeah, is that yeah, like yeah. A, something you're seriously considering? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Mm. I did have an offer on a place in town. Really? Um, oh. God, it wouldn't have been last year. It would have been just after I sold Carbon because I was still like, I need to do something because I get yeah. bored easy. Mm. And um, I was going to do it. Contracts were ready, but then another lockdown came in, yeah. and I was kind of mm. like, it's probably the wrong time. Yeah. So, and I think it's gone. That was that was actually piggies I was going to buy. So. Oh really? But I've got all this idea to do, you know, full on. Um, just massive stack sandwiches, like proper. So are these? Know. Are these? Are these some um, recipes that you haven't shared with the world yet? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Do you mind no, talking no. about any of them? Uh, some of them on yeah, air, just or? like Reuben sandwiches and stuff. You know, with like, like what's, what's that? What's so you know, sandwich? like Cat's Deli in America. Right, have you seen that with the. So you've got like sort of massive pastrami and meats like that, and then uh, sauerkraut and all that sort of stuff in it. Mm. Just massive. Beefy mm. sandwiches, meaty sandwiches. I tell you, what, rather than just yeah. your normal one with a thin slice of like. Yeah, that's not a problem. I was going to say that's what really bothers yeah. me. That's yeah, why, like, yeah. I, I make myself a lot of sandwiches, but I never buy a, a sandwich from a from a shop. Yeah, even like a nice cafe or something because yeah. it really bugs me. Yeah, like yeah, you like even some places they'll get you some real nice bread and like the bread's like this thick, like you know it's like an inch thick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. then there'll it's be a tiny, tiny slither of ham yeah. and some yeah, pickles or something, yeah. and then it's like <laughs> it's so chewy and it almost like makes you angry when you're eating it. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I don't want to eat this. Like you know, I can't believe I paid my money for this. You know, yeah. And so that's the kind of thing I wanted to do. There's a place in Bristol called Sandwich Sandwich. Yeah. They do some really cool stuff, and I love all that sort of thing. And it, because it's dirty, it's, it's carrying on the dirty theme that I like. Yeah. But just doing it in a day, and if I did something like that, the hours for me are a lot easier as well. But yeah, you know, with all this stuff at the moment, I've got food demos coming up all over the place as well. So I just yeah. can't. It's crazy can't how much it. you've you've blown up. Does yeah. it seem surreal to you? Yeah, a little bit. I don't yeah. like the fame or anything. I kind of like, you know, even this now, I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. I just kind of like just st- hiding in the shadows, do my thing, just hope that mm. it carries on and, you know, yeah. d- does its thing. So. I think that's almost like, like everybody likes a success story. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. without sounding cheesy. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, like, obviously you're just like a normal bloke. That, yeah. As you said, five years ago, you weren't even into what you're doing no, now. No, no, And then within five years, you've blown up. Yeah. And you were saying to us before, you know, you're going to be, um, be on BBC Radio yeah, soon. What, yeah. what was you saying you are going to be in like, um, was it the Daily, tele- Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Uh, Delish. Mm, yeah. So it was a big social media thing. Great British Foods. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Hanging out with Tori Amos, cooking her... 
hang out with um, <laughs> James, James Martin, John Tarot, the Harry Bikers, people like that as well. Mm. I've got to hang out with over the next fair, couple of months. Fair so. play to you, man. Yeah, fair yeah. play yeah. to you. Mm. So, um, what do you think like the future holds for you, like uh, in the long run? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Mm. I, just it, like it. I said, like, yeah, I'll, I'll carry on winging it, it and it'll either work or mm. I'll be on the bins at Christmas, you know? So yeah, yeah. So you've got this idea for the sandwich place and then may or may not do that. Yeah, I've just looked at a pub today, funnily enough to take on potentially mm. you know, if if I can sort it then I think I'm definitely going to do it but mm. and if I can then that will be a destination mm. I think you know so but then I'll be sharing the load as well so which would be good but yeah I think if, if it's all ifs buts and maybes but yeah you, you know we don't know do we so it's just you mm. know if this I want this to keep selling I mean Amazon sold out on pre pre sales, so. really? Oh, nice! And then they had to get a load more in, and it's been the same pretty much everywhere. So we're that's kind crazy! Of, oh, nice. Blowing yeah. up, blowing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I got so. I got a quick one. So with with your burgers, what yeah. what made them different? Like, what's the secret to a really good? So burger? Um, I just use chuck and brisket, fifty fifty blend. So chuck and brisket. Yeah. So two cuts of the two cuts of the cow. Chuck's like quite the com is like a common thing to use for burgers. Yeah, like to, yeah. yeah. People will have like a just a chuck burger or yeah, you know, stuff like that. But you you, you want good quality meat, uh, definitely from a butcher. If they can do chuck and brisket, you pay a little bit more for it. Fifteen mm. percent uh, fat. Right. right. Uh, What's then, the secret behind that? What's the secret behind the fifteen percent? Well, the fats the fats what gives it the, the flavour. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. when you got when your burger's just greasy and stuff like that, that you know it's your fat out of it basically yeah. so it's like a lot of burgers that you buy in the supermarket they would have more than 15% fat surely mm, no probably not really uh, yeah and, and, and the thing is don't put any filler in it supermarket stuff will have a filler in mm. so and when you buy it from a but- butcher's a burger from a butcher's yeah they'll have a filler in so yeah. it's like when you bite into a burger and it's like a sausage meat texture right mm. you know you know it's got crap in it yeah so right. don't, just don't put anything don't bind it with egg if your meat's good enough the meat will last well on its own so. I remember I went through mm. a, through a stage this might be a complete faux pas I don't know so I'm interested <laughs> how you react to this but I, w- I went through a stage because um, my missus has got a baking company she's, yeah. a, she's a baker but she had all these different attachments for her um but bacon machine. <laughs> so I got like a mincer for it. Yeah. And I used to make ribeye burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because obviously that's got, that's got like a fat meat and they, they yeah. would be really tasty. Yeah, yeah. As you said, a bit yeah. like yourself, I looked up on like Google the, the best way to do it. So I remember hearing like they said like don't overly like compress yeah. it. Yeah. For whatever reason. What, do you yeah. know exactly why that well, is? So, so basically the way, the way to do it is we used to do smash burgers when I had the place. So what I've got in, actually in the book it, it gives you three methods of burger. So one mm. way you can shape it yourself so just always like shape it with your hand, like like you're making a pizza puck basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, have it kind of like this sort of thickness, and just leave it like that. And then you got your smash burger where you put the ball on on the heat in a pan or whatever. So that seals the bottom. Mm. And when you push down, it pushes the juices back up into right. it because mm. otherwise you put it down and the juices flow out. Mm. And then I've got a method where you've got a big chunky burger, which I learned off of Master Chef professionals actually from Marcus Waring years and years ago, mm. and. Um, he did a skill skill test or whatever it is. Mm. So he made a burger and he did it. And I've never seen it before. He seared it either side like you would with a steak or a fillet steak. And then he banged it in the oven. Ah, right. okay. And finished it that way because the burger's like that. Yeah. And yeah, he just finished it in the oven. And that to me, that is my favourite way of so cooking a burger. Is, yeah. that's how you cook them yourself, is If it? I was doing it at home, that is exactly how I cook right. a burger. That way. So I'd sear it, I'd make it nice and thick, sear it and bang it in the oven. As you said, like mm. you do, because normally you would associate that with a steak. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. So, so just that treat keeps it the, the juices same. in yeah. like, when you do it like that. Yeah, right. and mm. only flip your burger once. Yeah. If you don't flip it more than once, if you know what I mean. So just, you want a nice crust on one side. Yeah. This is if you're doing it on a hot plate or a, or, or a pan or whatever. So just keep it crust on one side, flip it over, and then let it done. Are you are you big on like your seasoning? Yeah. So yeah. salt, pepper. Yeah. 
Uh, so you can do a 50-50 blend or you can mix it up with salt, pe- salt pepper, garlic powder, mm. um, oregano. Do you experiment with that salt. a lot, like different seasonings? Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, the, 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 the season that I like is a mix of all, all sort of five, really. So yeah. Out of your new book, what yeah. would you say your favourite recipe is in the entire book? Uh, if you were to choose one and had to get rid of all of the rest, what would you choose? That's a good one, actually. <laughs> um, the, the beef wellet and tacos. Yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah. And for what yeah. reason? Like because you just think they taste the best? Yeah, I, I just think because they're you know I cook, I cook a lot of them as well, and mm. they everybody absolutely goes crazy for them. So beef wellington yeah. tacos, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, might be the same answer, good. but yeah. if it might be the same answer. If you had to eat one recipe yeah. from your book for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah, that's a tough one actually. That's a good. I'm trying not to have a look through it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've looked through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That cheeseburger roly poly no, would be what I would, I would probably eat. That the the grilled uh, the chili 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 dog grilled cheese. Mm. That, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. so yeah, I, I'm big into grilled cheeses as well. Mm. Um, you know, mm. stuffing anything that I can in them. And uh, just cooking them in um, on the frying pan, mm, right, yeah, you know, and doing it that way, and just flipping it over once as well, and just to get the nice crust on it. And, <sighs> yeah, it's making me yeah. hungry, man. Yeah. Is there anything anything else that you guys want to ask Mark before we wrap up? No, not really. Anything you want to add, Mark? Anybody? No, 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 no? I'm, I'm cool, anything yeah, else you no. want to say or plug or anything like uh, that? Just check me out on Instagram, Facebook, Dirty Food Guy. Uh, Dirty give food me a like guy. and a follow. Yeah, and then, uh, Mark Studley and your book is Dirty yes check it out everyone thanks, thanks for coming on Mark really appreciate it no mate. problem thanks cool. very much thanks for having me cheers I feel dissatisfied now because um, we were talking to Mark about all of those like delicious <sighs> meats and foods mm-hmm. and stuff and now he's just left and I feel like I have this real need to like um I'm a bit sad he didn't bring in some food. Yeah, imagine you know I mean? that. Tasters. Next time he needs to cook us one of those oh, yeah. crazy. <laughs> just come in and like all this stuff in tin foil, with this like slow cooked, mm. amazing food. One of those cheeseburger roly polies. That's what I want. As mm. I said, I what I thought it looked amazing anyway, but now he's told me that like the the roly poly sort of is made out of potato. I want it more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially when I because I've made my own hash brown before. Mm. As I said to him, I've like, because I saw um, a Gordon um, Brown. Not Gordon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the, the Labour the Labour um, former Prime Minister. Mm, yes. Um, no, Gordon Ramsay. Mm. I saw um, like a YouTube video on him, and it's like, as like Mark was explaining, you know, like you like grate the potato and you strain it, so you mm. squeeze all the starch out, and then you almost like flatten it, um, and then you just you put it in like almost like in a pan, but like a pan that you can put in the oven. Mm. And then I, I did that, and then at, like about five minutes before it's ready, take it out, and then you break about five eggs on it, mm. like all around. <sighs> So imagine almost like a hash brown pizza, mm. but with like mm. eggs instead of cheese. That's my way of explaining yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it back in just so that the eggs have enough time to cook. And then, oh man, that was amazing. But when he said, like, but I remember how delicious that was and how much that was like making it yourself was better than say like a hash brown you buy in a shop. Mm. And then when he said it was like, almost like that, but then like rolled up with all this like cheesy, high quality beef. Oh, Crazy. Gotta check out Crazy. his book, Dirty. Dirty. Look for Mark it on Studley. A, on Amazon and all that. Mm. Yeah, and if you're listening, Mark, yeah, um, Thanks for thanks for coming in, man. Yeah. As well, yeah. Thanks again for coming in. I actually felt really bad, like sitting here and hearing about all the foods and everything. And I wanted to tell you about the meal I had for tea last night. <laughs> go on, go on. So I made burgers. <laughs> did you? Did you not have the guts to tell Mark? You didn't want to be shamed. No, it's it's like it was like the worst. I didn't eat it. Really? I didn't eat it, it was that I bad. Literally, I just put them in the oven. So what right? burger was it? Was beef burger, chicken burger, beef. Beef, right. beef, beef, just like from the freezer or whatever. Didn't even like make the mince. Just put it in the oven, right? Mm. Like, 
put it out. We had no like burger rolls. So I had to put it in like a finger roll, like a hot dog roll or whatever. And then I just chucked on some like great, some like cold grated cheese from the yeah. fridge. And I put it on and I like, looked at it for a couple seconds. It was all like greasy, but not in a good way. And like, just like a really thin, and like, like a mm. rock hard slab. And I looked at it and I went, I can't even, do, I can't bring myself to, to actually eat this. It's such it a difference from, uh, from like mm. what you see in that and what he was talking about. You want to mix the, the chuck and the rib and all the, this. The, the I wish I'm, I took a photo. It's awful. <laughs> the thing I'm thinking in my head though is obviously it's like, like how, like it must have looked really bad because you had a finger roll, but obviously a bird, did, did you like cut it in half and then sort of like put it lo- like alongside? Man, I didn't even like go to the bother of like cutting the roll. I just like peeled it apart with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> what, and then you just sort of like put the burger in the middle? Yeah. With just some cold cheese. So this is 18 year old uh, culinary delights. Yeah. To be uh, fair, man, I made some Japanese food afterwards and that was good. Oh, okay. To, to be fair, when I was your age, I was such a bad cook. Mm. Yeah, I remember going Such to your. This is actually, I actually really enjoyed this, but I remember going to yours and we just get like some vegetable broth. Oh yeah, and just like just just put it out and whack then get some whack a tu- whack oh, a load yeah. of tuna in yeah. it <laughs> and some cheese and just put it in the microwave. Yeah, that was banging though. I used to like that. That was like, can you imagine like when I when I was like, imagine like being a teenager, right? You're like 15, 16, right? You just get into working out. Um, you buy your you buy your first sort of books about working out, and obviously it, all it goes on about harps on about is you know. After you train, you need to make sure you like get your protein. At that point in my life, I I didn't know how to cook anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd like stick a Russell's burger in the microwave, yeah, to yeah, make yeah, some like yeah, toast. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I was like, right, okay, I need to get protein in. But I was like, I always have really liked soup, so I was like, well, right, I need like I need like vegetables and I need protein. So I'd be like. Okay, like vegetable broth or like a scotch broth. And I'd be like, what's in this? And it'd be like carrots, peas. And I'm like, oh, vegetables. Mm. And then I'd be like, how much protein's in this can of tuna? Oh, 30 grams of protein. Don't have to cook it or anything. It's ready. Just, just literally microwave my soup. <clears throat> Wait until that's like steaming hot. Pour a can of tuna into it. Mix it up with some like mozzarella cheese. So it's nice to string. And I'd just eat that with like a couple of slices of bread, you know, just for some, you know, those extra carbs. And then um, that was like my training food, and I literally have that yeah. like almost daily. <laughs> I remember I even went. To, I even remember I went to Download Festival with Zuswa the Gold, and I remember I took a load of cans of tuna and a load of Scotch broth and a little camping stove, and I was like, and I was like hammered every day, just like all the other metalers there. But like I would just get out my camping stove like every morning, like really hanging and like just uh, crack open a beer straight away. But because I was really into my training, I just get my little camping stove out, heat up some Scotch broth. Pour a can of tuna into it, mix it up, and I'd be like, "Got to get your protein in." You, yeah. You know? Anyway, though, can, it's good because it saves money. I can just money. picture doing like a, a cooking challenge with Mark as like the judge, mm. and I'm making this like burger and yeah. a finger roll. Awful. You're making like some vegetable tuna broth. <laughs> I would just get Rolos. I'd get a load of Rolos and just put them in the microwave, yeah. and then it was like melted chocolate Rolos. <laughs> That's like a dessert though. That's like yeah, a dessert though, isn't it? That's like that's, that's too not easy, like, I feel that's, that's, yes, that's not yeah. like that's not like a Mine I always no, say, no, no, a meal no, no. has to be like a main course, yeah, which traditionally yeah. is savoury, isn't it? I remember it was a, a, a one we I did with Josh when he was round. We mm. did like um like sausage meat and like rolled oh, yeah. it up into balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And um and with like well, you loads, and Josh doing your with loads time. of pesto. Right. And put uh. that all over the things and then like fried them up and put them in pasta. But it was actually real that nice, sounds all right. man. That was that that sounds pretty good. I, I yeah, love that over the three of our meals. When you said mm, about mm, I put them with the pasta, that sounded right. Mm, yeah. Like, no, not that, just that yeah. on its own. Like meatballs. 
Yeah, like meatballs, but like <clears throat> sausage meat meatballs. Ta- Italian meatballs sort mm. of style. Mm. Yeah, nowadays I'm a, right. nowadays I'm like a confident chef. As I said to mm. Mark, I'm only really about five or six dishes, but those five or six dishes, I am confident that anybody would have it and, and be impressed. Mm. I would, you know what I mean? Hashtag I know, goose. I know that, yeah, I know that obviously Drew's had a lot of my food. So and I remember um, I used to, there was a couple of times I've cooked you some burgers and I remember mm. you really liked them. You've done a uh, banging burritos as well. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Burri- I need to try one of your burritos. For me, mm, it's like so good. burritos, steak, burgers, um, what else? There's a couple more things than that I'm... I'm I'm confident. What did I just say? I mean, like like, la- like ro- roasted lamb. Oh, and like stuff. slow yeah. roast, like yeah. any like a, like a roast dinner. So like a slow mm. roast lamb or slow roast pork. And then the good thing about obviously like the pork, I can do that either barbecue style or just like British roast mm. style. Mm. So if I do it um, like a barbecue style, I mean, let's face it, it's not, well, not going to be any Mark Studley, but you know, mm. I've, I've I've perfected the slow roast, and I'll put like mm. paprika and see, you know, more like barbecue style seasoning on it. Mm. Um, you know, like a bit of chili powder and stuff like that, and then let's have that with like chips and coleslaw mm. and like mixed beans and stuff like that. But I've also like seasoned. I just mm. make like um, I get once again little hot dog rolls, put like some ready <laughs> cooked like chicken rolls, from man. the um <laughs> from the fridge, some like pile cheese on them, put it in the oven to like grill it. Yeah, yeah. And that's always quite good. That's like a sub, mm. a subway. But mm. I, I almost feel like imagine Homemade doing that sub. to like Mark, and he'd look at you and be like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> I'm so, I'm just so impressed that he's only been cooking for five years. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing like that blew that. my mind. Like, mm. talk about as I said, like while he was here, talk about a success story. Like he started cooking. For, I thought he was gonna like. Say, you know, I've been doing this since I was 12. Yeah, that's why I said, like, <laughs> yeah, before, baking since I was born. Like, before we started recording, I said to him, just, you know, just out of almost like out of courtesy, because um, you don't want to throw people by surprise. I was like, oh, mm. is there anything you, like, you know, you don't want to talk about, um, you know, like your childhood and that? And then, because I thought, you know, the reason I said that to him. Um, he, it would include cooking. Yeah, I thought that he was going to be like, yeah, you know, from like an early age, I was interested. And because, and then when he was like, oh, no, I just got into it like five years ago. Mm. Like, Man, and then literally now he's like cooking for celebrities and yeah, cooking cheeseburger roly polies for Tori Amos. Mm. <laughs> like Maybe that. I'll be the next big chef. Maybe I don't know Maybe. by the sounds of it, man. Maybe I'll start from now and then in five years' time. Yeah, as I said though, yeah, when I was his age, I wasn't any better than he is. Mm. I mean, and now obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, no, you're an expert. you've given me some, you've, <laughs> you've given me some really nice comments, man. When you said that, you said that goose that I cooked to first and Josh and that you said that was your best meal of 2021. I was yeah. like, mate, I was like, that like touched me, man. Mm, yeah. I was like, I was like, that was like, I was like, oh man, that's amazing. Mm, like, I was so mm. like chuffed. <laughs> yeah, I was like well chuffed about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, we're going to get listen to some more music now. We've got loads of cool stuff to talk about in the second hour, so stick around. Um, we're going to talk about some crazy flying things, both man-made Ooh. and Whoa. otherwise. We're going to talk a little bit about Neanderthals and anthropology in general mm. as well. So um, listen to this good tunes. I'll be back shortly, guys. Yeah, I wish I took a photo of it now so I could show you the photo. That's like oh, the worst man, thing I've, yeah. ever, I've ever cooked. Ah, oh, bullwinkle. You sort. You but then bullwinkle. afterwards, I like yeah. went through a cookbook, and and literally just made a sticky note of like every single meal that I like the look of. You sticky book. And then I like showed my mum. Was like, next time you go shopping, can you just pick up like some ingredients from it, and I'll just cook mm. like fresh. Because I want to. I want to. You know, when I eventually move out, I don't want to be like having the most awful food every night. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you what. Really, for me, I I owe my cooking um, completely, as I said, to working out because. Mm. 
I said it was almost like knowing that needs must I remember when I sort of like graduated from the tuna thing Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I should probably learn that I remember I would start cooking like beef and chicken but at first it was awful like Mm. it was super dry I wouldn't season it I wouldn't put it in anything I would just stick literally chicken breast out of the freaking packet (laughs) on a tray and just cook them in the oven and I remember I would just be sitting there with just like loads of ketchup just because it was the only way I could even like chew it and swallow it It would just be like loads of ketchup and I'd be like I get back from the gym and I would literally just have like literally just meat on a plate and mm. a bottle of LucasAid. So no yeah. veg, no carbs, just like it would be like a beef burger and like two chicken breasts and I would just wash it down with LucasAid and just loads of ketchup. <laughs> oh my God. And I'd be like, in my head, I was like, yeah, training. Yeah. It's training. <laughs> and then I was like, no, nah, I can't eat this. So I was like, started looking into something like how to make chicken taste good, how to make beef taste good. And then I remember like the first couple of steaks I cooked, I was like, I'm going to make a steak because I love it when I have a steak at like the pub. Mm, and no, I was explaining it to taste like that and it was like so tough mm. and it was just awful. And then it's like, you know, I must have cooked... I must have cooked like a thousand steaks in my life. So now it's like, if you asked me to cook you a steak, I would be confident I'd make you like an amazing steak. Mm. But that's just because I cooked so many. You'd almost have to be like an insanely high level of freaking mm. like idiot to have yeah. cooked as many steaks as I had yeah. and not learned how to make mm. a good steak yet. Do you know what I mean? It seems to be like very like um, this new like kind of foodie thing with like the, the dirty stuff. Mm. It's more like American-y. Like I, oh, yeah. I look at yeah. things like that and I think that's what I can imagine. He said like, oh, you know about the Philly sandwich and that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's like kind of yeah. coming into Philly our culture a bit more now, isn't it? Like then if you go to like the big was. cities, they'll have places that will do sort of things like a Philly cheesesteak. Mm. I and think like that's the smokehouse stuff as well. Like mm. that, I never really, it was bar you do barbecues when you were younger and like or like your parents would and stuff but like the ha- the actual smokestack thing that's like a big thing now yeah. isn't it like mm. like smoked um so uh, do, you, do you remember like how um, successful that show like Man vs Food was though I think things oh, like that yeah, was yeah, like that yeah. started, that became really big about 10 years ago yeah. maybe a bit longer and it's almost like you know how things like slowly creep in so it was like shows like that were like massive 10 years ago I remember like most people I knew would watch it and obviously that was like that guy touring uh, what was his name like Adam something he would tour like all the best like you know well like what Mark does yeah. all like the best like fast food yeah. places in America and then he would like Do end the up the show with a food yeah. challenge yeah yeah mm. like you know and it's that like, was so good and nowadays yeah I mean because I remember you hadn't been a Spitfire before I took you and Josh yeah that was that's no, probably one of the introductions for me to like that smoke so, like, proper house stuff yeah. and like you know stuff I mean? that's like, like slow cooked for like mm, eight hours yeah and that, I love that like for that that's the thing now I'm like oh yeah yeah boy yeah boy yeah yeah. yeah, man, 100%. Dog. Do you ever find that the most like frustrating place is like the kitchen? And not in the sense of like when you're cooking, but I always find if I'm ever cooking or have been like cooking in the past, nothing infuriates me more than someone like coming in the room mm. when I'm cooking. Yeah, it's because you've got oh, to yeah. get in the zone. Never, yeah. yeah, if they, like, start, especially, if they like start like moving else, stuff on the side, and you're, yeah. like, yeah, you're like, I'm oh, cooking! Man, I'll get out of the kitchen, I'm the chef. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really think that triggers some sort of hunter-gatherer thing in you. <laughs> you reckon? And there's like few things in, that, that suddenly trigger almost like irrational irritability in people, isn't it? And it's like, one of them is like extreme hunger. Mm. Mm. Um, one of them is like extreme horniness. One of, yeah, or like or or mm. jealousy over a partner, mm. or like a potential love interest. Sexual frustration. And then mm. the other one is like somebody messing with you when you're trying to cook or eat. Mm. And those things mm. are almost like you know you can be like the most chill person, and for some reason you're like <gasps> you're like lash out at the people around you, and then later on you're like, oh sorry about that. But what, like you, what real, even was that? I feel like, like, it's like a real universal thing though. Mm. Like yeah. Everyone I speak oh, yeah. to about it yeah. gets like real frustrated whenever they're like in the kitchen, someone else is messing around. Oh, mm. my uncle Dom gets so angry. Yeah. My Uncle Dom gets so angry. It's so funny. It's almost just like if my Uncle Dom's like in the kitchen, just don't go in the kitchen. Yeah, that's, he'll that's get like, hilarious. He'll get man. really like seriously angry with mm. you. And it's like, even if you even if you did something like say um, you were like, 
oh, I'll do like your washing up for you. Mm. Like as you go while you're cooking. Oh. He'd be like, no, I'll do it. <laughs> like real sister, and you're like, okay. Just like back away. <laughs> okay, just back, man. Just back towards the door. Just leave I made it alone. scrambled eggs for the first time yesterday. Yeah. That's amazing. Scrangled That's eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scram. <laughs> scrambled You made scrambled egg. eggs for the first time ever. Yeah. Well, like in Man, a pan. he is only 18. Yeah. We've got to remember. Yeah, this. yeah, I know. I probably didn't make scrambled eggs until I was around that age. The good thing about scrambled eggs is it's so quick and easy. I don't yeah. think I really th- thought I liked scrambled eggs. Really? And then yesterday I was just like, you know, what, I'll try it. Mm. <laughs> and then it was the thing nice. is, did you do them well overdone? Like, did it, were they like oh, really? Sc- yeah, because I like them when they're a bit like fluffy. juicy and yeah, fluffy, fluffy still. You I know? think they were quite fluffy. Mm, that's good. The that's worst good. thing about scrambled eggs is overcooking them and then they end up like rubber. Yeah, yeah, no, they went like that. Yeah, like that. I like scrambled eggs as well because you can like mix other stuff like onions and like fry it all up and everything and then kind of like cook the scrambled like eggs in whatever young. you've done. Mm, like yeah, I, I, I do that quite a bit mm. and it's like oh, with or, a or garlic like, and or, stuff. Or just like a scramble rather mm. than a scrambled eggs. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, so yeah, you yeah. say you're like you'll make a scramble so it's like scramble. it's almost like an omelette crossed with That's a scrambled egg. That's what a bit like. Yeah. I added like a bit of cheese. Yeah man. All yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. stuff. But rather than rather than having it as an omelette which is obviously just like a flat disc you're literally just scrambling it up and cooking it as you go. Yeah man because you can do all sorts you could like Chuck in some chicken that you've pre-cooked, mm. and like just for you know the last minute, yeah, peas, onions, tomatoes, mm. whatever you want, really mushrooms. Mm. You know, I love a roast chicken as well. You do like a, a roast chicken like one night, and then uh, and then kind of shred it all off mm. uh, off the off the bone. Keep that like whatever you don't eat, mm. and then do like real nice like fajitas and that the next night. But cook that chicken that you've already like all like pulled chicken mm. like in some real nice fajita mix and that, and then they're just like the most bang when they've been like mm. over. I don't know, for some reason, just the next day, like, oh, this is yeah, just yeah, so yeah. nice. I love bubble and squeak as well. Oh, and you yeah, have a roast, yeah. and then the next day, just like fry up the leftovers, yeah, boy, and then chuck some eggs on know. it. <laughs> There's something amazing. I remember um, you, you had an ex-girlfriend called Carmen, didn't you? Mm. And I remember we made a bu- bubble squeak the first time at, at my house, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And she was like loving it. And bubble and squeaky? And I, I remember bubble I was like, squeaky, she's <laughs> Carmen was like so funny. I used to love having interactions with her. Um, and I remember... Um, because obviously you you hear sometimes that like foreigners almost like have a bad opinion of, of British food. So I remember it was like really interesting. We were eating it, and I remember she looked really into it. But I was like thought, it'd be interesting for me to ask somebody that's Spanish like what I've used. And I remember being like, um, what do you think of that then, Carmen? Do you like that? And then I remember she was like, well, yes, of course. She was like, what's not to like? And I was like, boom, yeah. I was like, well, chuck. It was like because we had like you stayed over, didn't you? So we we had a slow roast lamb the night before, mm. and I remember we went up the Quantox and like. She was fascinated because there were like wild horses there, mm. and she was loving it. She was like leaning out the car window, like, "Ooh, come here, Kelly!" <laughs> and that, and um, we went home and we had like a fat lamb roast. Everything. I remember she was loving that as well, like with the mint sauce and the lamb and all that. And I slow cooked the lamb, so it was like melting in your mouth. And then yeah, we had a pretty good night watching Kong and playing um, Harry Potter on the keyboard and that. And then um, <laughs> that was Some hash that brownies. Was, that was so oh, funny. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> Um, Drew was like fucking um, oh, getting oh no it's alright it's alright right, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 this is the <laughs> X-rated part this of the podcast yeah, yeah, this is X-rated on YouTube this is X-rated <laughs> and I remember like Drew was getting like really in touch with his like <sighs> his like ancestral man man and meanwhile I was, I was just like balls. wait a minute where if he's a male where's this giant gorilla cock <laughs> <laughs> Drew was no, there, like but, almost like no, going ser- on this journey. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that now. And it was this thing of like seeing all these prehistoric cre- creatures because mm. it was like Kong against these like crazy, weird, like, lizards. Yeah, yeah, weird yeah. lizards and stuff. 
and I just had this full vision of like all that prehistoric energy of those like those um those creatures gone by all it was ever about was eating so all it was like eating mm. each other mm. and it was this constant mm. cycle of of mm. that eating that of that eating that and I, I went on to this trip of that and was just like oh yeah for like a whole massive part of the evolution of the world it is just literally these fucking scary things just eating each other and I remember yeah. and I was like and Blowing I remember my mind, like Carmen was like full on <laughs> doing the same as you, wasn't she? And then obviously, because I, oh, like, she was witchy high, man. She was she was chucking some energy about and everything. Yeah, that, that is crazy. But I mean, she was like <clears> balls <throat> deep into it as well. And then I remember like afterwards, because I was like picked up and I got like excited because they were excited. And obviously, because I'm so into like prehistory and like dinosaurs and that, I was like, right, this is my chance. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna show him like some mental stuff on like YouTube. Right. So I was just oh, type, yeah. I was typing in like all these like, like all these like yeah, <laughs> men, like some of these mental animals that lived. And I just remember like Carmen was watching it and she's just super wide eyed. And then every now and again she'd look at me and he was just like, these were real. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh my god. <laughs> and she just like go back to watching it like. Like you just, oh I'm just God. like wide-eyed again. Kong mm. is like a perfect movie for that scenario. Oh mm. man, it was like I reckon like that and Doctor Strange were the two best movies I've ever watched. Like after like you know I, mm, with some yeah. um, under the influence, yeah, under the influence. Oh, oh Doctor Strange, Strange man. One. Yeah, I remember Doctor, you saying yeah. that. You were like, man, you gotta watch that movie. Man, the next all... one's gonna be even like crazier mm. as well. Oh, I cannot wait. The multiverse of man. Apparently, that's gonna change the MCU forever. That's gonna be insane. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch that properly though. Oh, me too. I'm yeah. going to make sure you I want to come with me. Mate, let's do it. I think I'm going with Josh as well. Every so. man. Boom. I'll make sure I don't. Come and Drew? If I'm making a sandwich, yeah. I'll make sure it's not in tin foil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to be. This, um, I was going to say decluded. That's, that's, that's a new word. You'll be decluded. I will be decluded <laughs> from. you. I declude you from the club. <laughs> what even was I thinking of? Ex- I think, excluded. Excluded, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Decluded. I will be decluded. <laughs> Maybe a bit of departure in there as well. Yeah, I think sometimes Departed. sometimes my brain goes to mix like two or maybe even three words mm. and I invent a new word and they all sort of mean the same thing, but it's like my brain hasn't figured out which one to pick and I fuse them. Yeah. Hashtag no, trouble. Hashtag my bean. Troublems. First world troublems. My brain like works in a circle and I've realised that recently when I've been editing the podcast. Right. Because I'll like I'll be watching the podcast back and every single time this happens like every single episode when I'm editing it. You'll say something, or Drew will say something, or whatever, and I'll I'll have a thought in my head, mm. and then like right after the thought, I'll I'll say what I was thinking. Oh really? Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right like, after oh. the thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. As you're watching it, oh, is oh, okay. I thought you meant. That's so it's just almost what like doing conversation. Word, right? It's you're so yeah. in tune with yourself, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That it's yeah. almost like weird, like because you know you're so in tune with your own brain mm. that you forget what you were going to say actually on the podcast but then when you're watching it it's like it pops into your head and then you can say it's, you can tell it's popped into your head as yeah, you're listening yeah, yeah, to it yeah, and then yeah. you say it yeah I find that all the time I found that loads when I my, my favourite episode that we did was the one where we talked about like green and sharks and stuff mm. um, we talked about so much cool Old stuff, stuff. And, and I just remember mm. that I, I had full on that it was almost yeah. like every single thing that one of you had said I, because it was eight, because it had been like months since we'd done it when, I, when I'd mm. listened to it it was like you guys would one of you would say something and it would trigger something in my head and I'd think that reminds me of that and then I'd say blah 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 and it'd be exactly what I thought and I would almost think it was really funny <laughs> do you know what I mean I was like <laughs> you'd almost think it was the same person yes <laughs> you are listening to Pandora's 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 box <laughs> We are all wearing socks because we live in Britain, Northwest Europe. I ain't wearing socks, man.
You ain't wearing any socks? Yeah, no. I am really. That'd I wouldn't put it past really him. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, just for everyone listening, sometimes it's just like, I'll just notice that Drew's just barefoot in the studio. <laughs> I mean, fair play. If we live, if we were living in like Mexico or something, do you know what I mean? But like, we're living in Britain, mm. you know, it's, um, even though it's, it's, uh, Wait, really? Yeah, I'll notice that Drew's I've just walking around noticed. barefoot. Yeah, I like to go. I mean, to be fair, as we much can't. As I can, really. We can't see each other's feet right now. Mm. Yeah, but there's been times, yeah, when I suddenly noticed he's walked out the room <laughs> and he's just like got no shoes and socks on. Do you know what I mean? I've never, yeah. never noticed that. As I said, you know, Easy. you know, as I said, if we lived in like Mexico or something, mm. and you were wearing like sandals and you kicked him off under the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I said, we live in Britain, and even though it's April now, um, it's quite damp. Know, well, yeah, and it was like it got a bit warmer for about a week, didn't it? Yeah, mm. and then it got really cold again. And then yeah, because I remember it was almost like. I was like, you know, when you like get accustomed to something. So I was like, oh, okay, it's warmer now. Summer. It's here. And then suddenly I like left the house in like shorts and a t-shirt, and I was like, actually, it's like, really cold. And then I checked the temperature, <laughs> and it was like four degrees oh centigrade. God. Yeah, I turned off all the heating in my house, and it takes a full twenty-four hours because I've got storage yeah. heaters for it to come on again. Yeah. And like, yeah, and just one day I was like, this is freezing in here. Like, what's yeah. going on? Like, yeah. I turned it off like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I nearly died on the way home Why? this weekend Ooh. just because of how cold it was. Really? It was like minus one, minus two, but we just, what, I wasn't prepared. What day for was it to that? To be that cold. Well, um, were you, do you mean when you were with us or when you were out with no, your friends? No, 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 Saturday night. Saturday oh. night. Oh, yeah. you went out on the lash with I your mates. I thought you had your beer jacket on. I should have done. Mm. Should have had was it that cold, was it? On. Was it that yeah, cold? Yeah, like minus one. It was meant to like snow or something at some point. Oh, as I well. heard that there was a rumor that it was going to snow, wasn't Apparently it? Apparently, it did yeah. in some places. I did. I did yeah. know that it got minus zero, though. I do. Mm. I did know that it got minus zero. But yeah, as I said, horrible. You know, that's just British life, for you, isn't it? Mm. Troublems. Mm. First with troublems. I said I don't. I don't mind it at all. I, don't, I mean, so I don't mind the cold weather. Mm. But obviously, you want to be. Dressed appropriately. You do want to be dressed appropriately for mm. it, obviously. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Even if you are a warm-blooded Yeah, fella. there's this thing when you get too cold and it's like you get cold to the bone. Oh, and yes. then, it, then you need to spend like half an hour yeah, to an hour actually that, like properly focusing on warming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like um, having a nice bath. Like It's so crazy mm. how much having just a real nice bath can just warm you up oh. so much completely. Oh, man. From yeah. the inside, outside, all over. I'm yeah. quite cold-blooded, I reckon, anyway. I think like, pa- I'm in summer, I never get too hot. Yeah, mm. I'm like I can wear a hoodie in summer comfortably. As I said mm. though before, I think one of the reasons for that I think is you're very slim, mm. and you're not very hairy. As you mm. get older, you'll thicken out and you'll get hairier. I know mm. this from experience. <laughs> um, every year I get a little bit more like a walking rug. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? But it's like it's like we're like a similar height, but I'm like so many stones heavier than you. I think mm. that's just pure chunk. Mm. So, I mean, so it's like I'm just pure chunk. I'm just a thicker, meatier guy. So I think that's like. That's all like insulation mm. that you haven't got. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, it makes yeah, sense yeah. to me, you know. But it's like the same reason why I would I would struggle on the hottest summer days in in Britain is probably the same reason why you would struggle on the coldest winter days. Well, yeah, I'm okay. Nights. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm like you know two yeah. two or three layers. I'm good to go. You know, I don't yeah. I don't really I very yeah. rarely actually wear proper coats. I I normally know, like, in winter I'll wear like pajamas underneath like joggers. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like, 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 that, like really childish like those onesie pajamas like what are they called uh, long johns <laughs> no yeah, they're yeah. quite they're real not, I could probably wear like a minor as, like joggers <laughs> mm. like, like a minor or like a cowboy yeah, yeah. Like, with a little bum flap yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny man no I wouldn't ever do anything like that I mean I just yeah I, just, it's I wouldn't though. ever be cold enough I just think how nice like wearing pyjamas is yeah and then just think of wearing pyjamas like, in public I like the idea that like you're out in public with people and people just assume obviously that you're dressed normally because you are but you're I like, think the last but in your time head, I had a pair like, of pyjamas I was like 
10. Yeah, me too. But yeah. I love the idea that. are amazing. I, love the I, idea I really that. want some like silk. What were you saying? Like you had these like really nice. Oh, I think like you granddad. Talking, yeah, pajamas. like really nice. Yeah. Like oh, kind yeah. of like that would be so cool to have a proper bear. Pajamas. I think there's something really funny though about, um, as I said, like, you know, each to their own. But you know, when you like hear of like somebody that's like 25 or 30 and they're wearing like full on granddad pajamas to bed every night. I'm a bit mm. like, all right. Mm nerd (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i'm like literally like i pretty much just like usually sleep either naked or just yeah yeah no i don't sleep in them yeah yeah, it's just like comfortable yeah Yeah. oh yeah i have like i have what i sort of your comfies oh yeah Mm. i just call them like my comfies oh right Mm. so i'll usually if it's like winter (laughs) i'll usually just put on like joggers and a t-shirt maybe Mm. a hoodie if it's Mm. a really cold night and then in summer, it's just shorts and a t-shirt. And that's like my comfies. Yeah. You know? mm. I remember I had these like Calvin Klein light and I thought I was real posh because I had some at Calvin Klein. But they were like, I think they were pajama bottoms, but they were like almost like boxes, but just all, all the way down to the leg. Mm, yeah. And they were like real comfy. And I was like, mm. oh, I miss those. It's, yeah, good to get, it's good to get comfies. Oh, yeah. It's oh, man. There's something really nice. Huh? I've got an hoodie now. Have you? Yeah. And I wear it to the cinema. Is that like a full body hoodie? Um, or is it like a blanket? Yes, that's like also fluff, it's like a blanket hoodie sort of thing. So it's almost like a, po- a poncho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like but a, like fluffy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like a fluffy. But I wear it to um. I bring it like whenever I'm going to the cinema because I go to the cinema to watch films <laughs> a lot. I just put that on, and it's like being in bed. Nice. <laughs> fair play. Cozy. Fair play. Fair play. One thing I always think is like handy about something like that, and it's probably one of the reasons they used to wear them. But I was thinking of like a poncho or anything. It's like really handy because say if you end up having to sleep rough, you've mm. essentially got a blanket on. Mm. Oh, I love my you know poncho, I mean? man. It's one of my favourite pieces of clothing equipment. Yeah, Because yeah, it is yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. you can roll it up as a pillow yeah. or just have it as like a... Because it's like a, a Mexican thing. Yeah, or put it mm. put it down as like a picnic blanket if you're out and if, stuff. In, unless, like, I'm, unless I'm just like, you know, I've watched one too many spaghetti westerns. I think it was used by more like Mexican cowboys, wasn't it? Mm, I assume it's right. like, because it's quite hardy. I know what you mean, yeah. Do you know I mean? It's, it's quite a hardy piece of clothing. And like, like South America. It, it will protect like, you from the sun, but it will also... also the wind and the rain yeah, as well. It's like mm. quite versatile. And then you can use it as a blanket if you need to sleep out outside. That's it, because in Peru, it's all like the llamas stuff and, and yeah. it's made out of lump and they're mm. they're everywhere in peru and it's because mm. it would protect you from the wind the rain and like and the, the sun, sun. And yeah because mm. it's quite thin because in some of those spaghetti westerns when like both like clint eastwood um the man with no name and also some of his like some i know that's there are some like bad guys in it and and and, and stuff that are like mexican cowboys and they're all wearing ponchos mm. Do you know what i mean they're always mm. wearing like sombreros like yeah, ponchos yeah, yeah. and got funny mustaches <laughs> yeah 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 but um it's pretty cool anyway pretty cool piece of clothing Pretty versatile. Pretty versatile. Let's get yourself an hoodie, man. Yeah, I, I do want one now. You said yeah. about it. Like, yeah. There's no shame in an hoodie. No, I, there's something really nice in there about like the end of the day, especially if I like you've been wearing like a suit or like boots and jeans all day or something, mm. and then you, you and you almost like get so accustomed to it, you don't even realise that you're actually a bit mm. uncomfortable, and then you finally get out of it at the end of the day when you get home. And then you put on something really comfy, Spliss. like like joggers, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're just in like your socks and joggers and like a nice cottony t-shirt, mm. and you're like. Oh, this is amazing. I've noticed this weird thing that happens to me as well. What's that? Um, like, do your feet ever, ever Here like... We Here we go. <laughs> you, like, Here we when, go. When, when you get to a certain point in the night, <laughs> do your feet all of a sudden get like really hot and start sweating? Um, no, but I mean, I usually, I'm usually the sort of person that will stick a foot or two out of the bed. What, in mm. bed? No, so literally I get to, I, I wear socks all day and then 
a certain time in the evening, <laughs> like, because uh, uh, the thought of wearing socks to bed is the most horrible. Oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's just, yeah. they be you so need to hot. It's almost like my breathe, body, like, breathe. starts thinking about bed or something, and my feet just getting real hot. <laughs> and I just have to take my socks Burn off, because I'll, I'll just start sweating in my socks. But they haven't been, it hasn't been like that all yeah, day. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, no. as soon as I get, like, bed in my mind, it's like my feet will be like, right, yeah, get this off me now. I don't right, think I've yeah. got that, but I can no. understand where that would come I love from. the idea that, like, at, like, 8 p.m. on the dot, every night, Drew's feet just start sweating. Just for no reason. Reason. It's that time of night. It just suddenly just like he just started to feel something and then he just like looks at the clock and it's like you know like in a movie where someone looks at the clock and then like zooms in on the clock and he's like I do think that because I'm like why do sweat. I want to take my socks off like I've had them on all day but it's just they and I'm yeah. like they get real uncomfortable by like yeah. later night. Well, well in summertime I will just walk around in barefoot as much as I can. Good man. Because it's too hot to wear mm. shoes. I've got bed socks. Have you oh, he's got bed socks. I mean, not, not to wear to bed. Oh, yeah. They're just called bed socks. In, oh, until okay. fluffy socks. Yeah, oh, yeah. Until mm-hmm. until like the hot months come around, I will usually just walk around the house in like um, yeah. like a pair of socks, and I've got some slippers as well. Yeah, you know, I don't like slippers. Nah, I can't wear slippers. My feet. Just they're not actually yeah. slippers, but I wear them as slippers. They're just like those little um like uh like laceless like vans. Shoes. Right, right, right. You know right. they're like yeah, dabs. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, which oh, is quite yeah. they're quite extravagant for uh, for dabs really. <laughs> the most extravagant, like for slippers. slippers. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is because like I want something that they're not going to get ruined Sturdy. if I go out in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like if I need to walk down the garden, I can still keep them on. But they still shoes. But yeah, but they're mm. but they're like. I was going to say they're slippery, but do you know what I mean in terms of like you know you slippery can little if things. I can like walk in the house and I'll like say I'm about to sit on my sofa and I can like literally just like kick them off easy mm. as pie mm. and then if I get up again to walk into the kitchen I'll put them back on again because you know you know like if you've been washing up or something there might be like a little wet patch you don't realise and then you mm. like got a clean pair of socks on and how annoying it is oh, if you step in a wet man. patch obviously if you're wearing slippers Nothing that worse. that that negates that problem yeah now we've got a dog yeah. as well his like water bowls in the kitchen oh, man. and he just goes in and like <laughs> typical and then dog I, yeah. and then I come in and I'm like oh standing in wetness we've got a little oh, towel we just have to keep there now maybe that's what maybe you're not actually sweating you're just standing in puddles yeah, yeah. no that's cold man that's cold water yeah man I've got I've got um getting on to, get, get, getting onto a more of like an education yeah <laughs> instead of like socks and- do you know what the largest ever man-made flying airship was i do but i'm not gonna say it because i i only know because you told me oh yeah fair <laughs> enough yeah um okay we'll put it like this then um before i tell everyone what it is do you know ha- take a guess at how long it was oh H- how many feet long do you think the largest ever 200 Ooh, no, a lot more than that, my friend. A lot more than that. I was going to say 100. Mate, 350. Man, over twice as much. What? Well, like 700. The largest ever airship, call it an airship because it wasn't a plane, was uh, the Hindenburg mm. Zeppelin. So it was built by the Germans. It was 804 feet long. It was, 804 it was, feet. It was more than three times the length of a Boeing 747. Whoa. More than three Whoa. times. And like several times. Were they about like, like four helium or five balloons? Times. Like yes. helium ships? Yeah. So obviously they're not around you today. you got a picture of that yeah. in the fan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah if, you, if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, um, you'll be able to see pictures, not only of all of our visages, but also as we're talking about these different topics, young Bullwinkle over here will mm. be getting up um, pictures of what we're talking about. In my opinion, YouTube's the best place to, to listen slash watch exclusives us. too. Because, yeah, yeah you get exclusive. exclusive. Anytime we do the off-air bits, yeah, we'll you get, you, get, you get exclusive content, so extra, you know, the, the episodes will be longer sometimes, um, and also you get the pictures. And I feel like it's just a bit more interactive and what's the word I'm looking for? Immersive. 
Mm-hmm. If you if you all like here with us, you know what I mean, you get to see us, you know, you get to see get to see the people behind the voices, mm. you know. Um but yeah, the Hindenburg, so it was a massive airship built by the Germans. Um and it's also really it's known for absolute tragedy. Tra- mm. Tragedy. Yes. Tragedy. tragedy. Um I can see that in that picture there. Yeah, because on, on May yeah, the sixth, nineteen thirty seven while it was um it it done a uh, journey from germany to new jersey in mm. the united states and as it was going into land it set on fire <sighs> and because they're made of um com- he- yeah because yeah. they're made of combustible elements that's mm. essentially literally how they fly mm. it literally apparently there was a spark um that set somewhere in the zeppelin and Within within seconds, the whole entire thing, oh and there's God. there's footage of it. You can see watch black and white footage. In fact, Bullwinkle, I don't think it will be like protected or anything like that, or anybody will own it necessarily. So maybe try and get a, um, a clip on it um, for everyone to watch as I'm talking about it. I'll let you know when I get one up. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll just carry on chatting. Um, but um, yeah, there are people with cameras ready because it was because it was notorious as being the largest ever ship yeah, ever built. Yeah, they, they were filming it anyway. It, like, apparently, mm. it was insane to watch it in the sky. You mm. know, you know, obviously, like everyone knows what it's like if sometimes there's like you're near like a low flying big plane, like yeah, a commercial yes. plane or military, and it's like it's quite it's, like, whoa. it's quite amazing, isn't mm. it? Even when one day watching one go over, you're like, mm. whoa, that's crazy. Oh, even the other day, I was walking along the canal, and mm. and uh, and like there a was military like, plane no, or? there was a massive air balloon. Like oh, really? real close, and it was coming in to, to land in one of the fields that really? was like, like just next to the canal. Mm. And I'd never really seen one like yeah. that up close before. Yeah. And it was massive. It was like this big virgin one. Yeah, but imagine now. Imagine, imagine mm. something that's over eight hundred feet long. God, over I don't know three... how long that, how big that was. Yeah. I, my thing with blimps has always been, um, like, what is actually inside of them? Well, Which, it's most, mainly helium and the yeah. I, there's, there's two. I think there's two. Um, Elements, two elements, isn't it? Helium and there's one other. I can't remember but what is it is. It, is it made for like? It might be hydrogen, or is yeah. it literally just? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the, the so whole it makes it float. Part, yeah, we'll I think think of like a, a balloon. Think yeah, of like a yeah, helium yeah, yeah, balloon. Yeah, they fly. They float, don't they? Yeah, I just mean apart from the helium. What yeah, they're using to transfer things. Right. So, like, so rather than a, like a, a plane, cargo ship yeah, in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they were, they were used for exactly the same purposes as planes. Right, just a different way of travelling. I almost, I almost always wondered if like having too much stuff in there would just completely like weigh it down. Yeah, you've obviously that's. I think that's probably why they were so big as well. Yeah. So that, so that you mm. could like you probably yeah. needed it that big to yeah, to, yeah, to carry yeah, yeah. as much as you'd normally carry mm. in a in a plane, you know. But t- typical Hitler. Hitler had a little bit of an obsession with things that were like ridiculously grandiose. Right. Um. And he, and he did use them to, to to like to affect in a way. But the problem with things that tend to be absolutely massive is they're more psychologically intimidating mm. than they are actually put into practice. Mm. So I know as well, um, I can't remember the name of the tank, but Hitler tried to make his generals, tried to make the German uh, military essentially make this like ridiculously massive tank, which right. would have been like bigger than like a, an eighty eighty from Star Wars. Right. It was, oh my God. Yeah, it would have been like massive. It would have, it would have literally been like, think of like a, a tank and then imagine that like, 10 times the size mm. maybe more um, see if you can get a picture of that oh up actually Think, type in I do have the video oh up. yeah let's actually yeah. watch that. this first yeah okay let's watch let's watch a video of this so this was the Hindenburg disaster um, just coming into land in New Jersey 6th of May 1937 um, and it's actually scary watching it so um, I said if you if you're not um, watching on YouTube go over to, to YouTube 
um, our um, shows come out on YouTube every Friday at 6 p.m. Yeah. So um, Whoa, there's a couple day, couple day lag. Just up in flames. Yeah. Apparently, like the the screams of the people watching as well, because it would have been like really mm. trauma- traumatizing. Think about it, because it's so massive it just and almost burns. Like, yeah. It's just gone. Yeah. But, that's seconds, isn't but look it? Look at it. Yeah. All Absolutely the... crazy. Yeah. It cost um in at the time it cost um the Nazi party's regime, Hitler's regime, in those days the equivalent um well so in those days three million. So I don't know mm, what the equivalent God. would be in, in, in modern day money, but it would be in through the roof. I mean, as I said, it, it, you could probably Google like what would three million be mm. in today's money, but it cost them an insane amount of money. Mm. I can imagine it wouldn't be an amazing like warm like time. Hydrogen. Kind of thing. It was hydrogen, hydrogen and helium. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um because it, you know, a, a, like if you were to shoot shoot the side of it, wouldn't that wouldn't, wouldn't it come well, down very easy? Or would they, actu- I, they don't seem like actually mm, they the, the Germans during the First World War. So obviously this had nothing to do with Hitler. But during the First World War, Germany actually used zeppelins. Yeah, to conduct yeah, to, con- it, yeah. to conduct aerial bombings on London and Paris. What? And um, but apparently it's one of those things. As I said, it was more psychologically scary than it was in practice. So. Mm. They're, I would have thought we could take them down like really yeah. easy. Yeah, you'd think yeah. that if you like even just fired a rocket launcher, yeah, just like boom. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean. Because it's, like, it's um, a big slow target, isn't it? Watching that video, it's like uh, you know when you put cotton candy in water mm. and, and it just dis- instantly yeah, like dissolves. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. When it, like, oh, down. oh yeah, just it's crumples. crazy because it looks so big and impressive, mm. and then it's almost just, just like gone. and because of they because of how combustible the elements are, mm. it literally it's just like gone in, in it's almost like instantaneous. So was there no people on the ship? Oh no, there were a lot. There were. I say there were a lot of people i think there were just under there were 97 people on the ship Whoa. 97 people on the ship and they all died they didn't all die crazy what? It, yeah it, i know it's crazy but they didn't all die um, out of 97 people weirdly only 35 people died mm. what there's, there's did it just fall quite slow then the good thing like literally the easiest way to think of a zeppelin is like a massive balloon yeah right so imagine if you popped a balloon mm. it does like if you shoot a plane down it goes because mm. The mm. metal and everything's so heavy, because it's essentially mostly just almost like air. Like when you, it's almost like popping a balloon. It's just gonna go like, shoo, like so. It took yeah, but that's only if you let like a little bit. If you pop a balloon, just go. Yeah. Mm. But like mm-hmm. take take the Hindenburg disaster. So it took the Zeppelin once it combust once it set alight. Mm. It took between thirty and thirty five seconds for it to hit the ground. Mm. So there were mm. no injuries that took place as a result of like blunt force trauma through the crash. They were all burned. Well yeah. It was all burned. Heat, yeah. So although I you know, everybody on board got burns, but only thirty five people actually had burns to the point where they died. So I'm um, don't get mm. me wrong, I'm sure there were probably some very horribly disfigured people. Mm. I suspect some people had like third degree burns for the rest of their lives and essentially looked like just completely disfigured. But as I said, at the same time, considering how destructive the incident looks, the incident looks, and considering there were ninety-seven people, the mm. fact that only thirty-five people died is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. I just want to get back bad. to what I was saying about like the, the the bombing though with them. So yeah, so Germany used them as bombing um, for, for for raids. They weren't anywhere near as successful as aeroplanes in bombing, but apparently the the, the best thing that they achieved really was the psychological intimidation amongst the people of Paris mm. and London so apparently it'd be really scary have seen something like that before mm. as and well. then you hear the air, air like sirens going off and they look in the sky and this almost like flying yeah. fortress mm. we're just becoming like dropping bombs apparently it was very terrifying especially because mm. let's face it the average person especially in those days where information isn't readily available to you and you can just quickly google something they don't know how easy it is to destroy it mm. they're not used to seeing things flying as it is because like let's face it 
the First World War, like, that wasn't long after even planes had been invented. No. Right, so people no. weren't that even that used to seeing planes in the sky. Mm. It's, as I said earlier on, it's still pretty cool if you see a plane in the sky nowadays. If yeah. it's flying low, yeah. or, or like, you know, like, if you see, like, a Chinook, like, a helicopter or something like that, it's, just still, it's still cool now. Now, imagine only, like, you know, shortly after, you know, a few decades after the plane's even been invented. There's not going to be very many vehicles mm. in the sky as it is. When you suddenly see this flying fortress, which is bigger than anything we have a in the sky star today. Star Destroyer coming towards you. Yeah, pretty much, man. Mm. Like dropping bombs on your city. Psychologically, to the people that didn't know about them, it would have been probably pretty terrifying. Yeah. But um, at the beginning of um, apparently the Second World War, and, and even beforehand, um, Winston Churchill just dis- completely dismissed them as threats. Mm. He, he um, Apparently, Winston Churchill once described them as enormous bladders of combustible and explosive gas. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it, really, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, but so like he was um, like completely on the money, really, because apparently he said that before the Hindenburg disaster even took place. Mm. So he was pretty much on the money with that. I've got the Land Cruiser up, which was the Hitler's one thousand ton super tank. One thousand ton. So have you got nice. a picture of that up? Mm. Have you got like a picture of it, like compared to like another tank or something? Because I want people. There is to- a tank on the right. Yeah. Is there? So there's like a, an actual tank. Mm. Right. So what tank is it? Is it like it's a? Panzer? It's like a painting. Right. Is it, does it say what tank it is though? Is it like a Panzer or something like know. that? Right, so I assume the tank on the right is just like an average-sized, like yeah, that's huge compared yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah, so apparently he would have he what he wanted was to have them stationed in Berlin. So it wasn't ever built then; it was just no. proposed to the be. The reason built. why they weren't built, and apparently, like Hitler really had to that's be talked fair. down because he really wanted them to be made. But apparently, they were like, "Look, if you make these, like, don't get me wrong, psychologically they look terrifying." Mm. But they were like, "But they're so big; if it breaks down." To get that thing going it's again, gone. it's mm. going to cost like hundreds of thousands of pounds, probably just to get it moving again. Yeah. Not just that, but the downside of it being obviously so massive and that, they were like, although it's a massive unit of a tank, it's such a massive target. If British and American and Canadian and Russian bombers mm. fly over Berlin and just they will just just they will just la- just put so many bombs on it they mm. will land so mm. many bombs on it they could literally land like a thousand like a hundred bombs on it in a space of like half an hour mm. and it would cause so much damage the thing would almost just be like irreparable mm. you know it'd be irreparable damage and then you'd be left with something that's that's probably destroyed their economy because think about how much money it would cost to make these things mm. the sheer production all the parts in the factories just have, would have to be specially made the amount of money, the amount of manpower that has to be put in to make them. Like, Hitler was very known for being very grandiose. As I said, he liked these ideas of, like, these massive things and psychological, like, warfare and being intimidating. But in practice, things like this very rarely actually work out. Pay off, mm. yeah. Yeah, you, there's, there's like a... There's a you know once you get things get past a certain size, mm. it's more of a hindrance than it is a... Mm. You know, like one of the reasons why the Blitzkrieg tactics that Hitler and the Nazis, you know, used during the Second World War was so effective was more because of the speed, really. Mm. It wasn't, you know, they had amazing tanks, but it was more because it was like they turned, come out of nowhere, all these tanks would come out of nowhere, destroy the hell out of everything, mm. and then they would move on. You know, mm. they would just be like crushing trees as they went, you know. So were they quite mm. fast, the tanks, then? Or I not, mean, not fast, but like they could get in and out quite quickly. I, 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 would, I would guess around 25 to 30 miles an hour. That's what wow. I would guess. Would you wow. would, would you guess like, would you, sorry, would you type in Bullwinkle? See what like, say what like the speed of like a Nazi tank was, um, like during the Second World War, during the Blitzkriegs. Like mm. maybe try type in like Blitzkrieg, Nazi tank or something like that. Because I know they had several tanks. I think one of them was called the Panzers. Um, mm. I think during, yeah, I think I think I think the Panzer tanks. I think that, I think that's what. Um, the tank 
had a. This is a Sherman tank. Oh, Sherman. Was that was that second order? Yeah. Was that second Apparently. order? <laughs> okay. Well, as long as it was, yeah. Uh, I just put how fast was a World War Two tank? Right. Right. Uh, the tank had a maximum speed of thirty-eight to forty-six kilometers, twenty-four to twenty-nine miles per hour. So oh, there you go. Oh, that's man, like that's pretty, pretty much yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah. that they would have obviously gone super fast, but for mm. something obviously that's that big and intimidating, mm. it would have seemed very fast. Yeah, and, it's and like fast. you say, it can go over all different types yeah, of terrain. Just crush trees mm, yeah. through like muddy fields, through snow, and. As I said, it's fast enough that you can cover distance quickly. It's mm. fast enough that you mm. could roll into a town, destroy it, and then be roll out be, be at the ne- <laughs> be at the next town in like a few hours, mm. isn't it? Mm. You know, it's, so it's fast enough, which is all you need, isn't it? But as yeah. I said, if you have these like ridiculously massive sluggish things, it's like it's not you know, it's mm. not it's, as I said, it ends up being more of a hindrance. But apparently, the first ever Zeppelin um, was produced in ni- in 1900 by a man called Ferdinand Graf von Zeppelin. And that's why they're called. Ah, that's why they're called zeppelins. And the first ever zeppelin was um, launched um, was the rigid hulled LZ one. So um, there mm. you go. Was that in Germany? Oh. Yes. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a nice bit of interesting. Would you want to go on a on a zeppelin? No. I'd like to go on an on a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which mm. is like quite similar. They always used to no, terrify no. me. Yeah. I'd always be scared to go on one, but mm. I, I would go on one. Mm. Yep. It is. It's like you think you're up there. Mm. Oh, I just think, you know, when you saw that video of it burning as well, just the heat that must be coming off it, not just yeah. in the flames, but yeah. but like you'd probably be like on the ground feeling the heat from that burning. Oh, yeah. oh Do you know 100%. What I mean? It sounds crazy. I, I remember um, I watched this thing the other day about the Hiroshima bomb. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it was... Uh, it was it was kind of um, soldiers that had been there or near Japan yeah. when it had happened, yeah. and they were just told by the um, by their their like sergeants and stuff or like their officers when they were on the ships, like yeah. you need to put your head down now and you need to cover your eyes and your head because you're gonna it's like this flat you're gonna you know mm. you're gonna feel this flash, and they said it was the most scary thing ever because they were obviously miles and miles and miles away from the actual thing, yeah. but apparently there was just this white flash. And they said they would just that this thing just like went through them, mm. and it was like it was oh, like the, the initial blast, the heat, the, 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 oh yeah, the G force of that, yeah, just, just that the, the shock yeah. wave, that yeah. was it, yeah, like yeah. just the shock mm. wave of the, uh, and it was this heat that it would just go through your body, and I was just like, man, that sounds like what I think is absolutely great. What I think is absolutely mad is I think the most powerful nuclear bomb on the planet is called the SAR bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, SAR bomba. Have you ever seen like a, a picture? If you get that up on, on, that'd be a good thing for people to see. Look at the the, the picture of the mushroom cloud of a, of a SAR bomb compared mm. to a, the Hiroshima bomb, and that is crazy. It's like ten times the size, at least. It's like ten times. And then you think about that being dropped on a city nowadays or something, and it's like scary. Man. SAR bomba. Have you seen the video? Of, what's the one that's dropped in the ocean? Have you oh, ever yeah. seen that video? Did That's we, one of the most mental videos I've I, ever I, seen. I know in my life. I shared it on the Pandora's box um, Instagram. Oh, mm. really? So yeah, it's another thing because I said we only started on Instagram recently. But for anyone out there listening, yeah, come follow us on Instagram and also mm. all the other social media. So we've got um, our Instagram and our TikToks. Those are those are the two forums that we're on mainly. I said and YouTube as well. But I've been ba- I, I pretty much bang on about that all the time. <laughs> but yeah, if you go over and follow us on Instagram and stuff, I you know we share like interest and stuff all the time. I know I put, literally mm. put up a video. Of um, yeah, it was an, it was some American uh, nuclear bomb that had been tested in um, off you know like something like ten miles off mm. off the coast of the Pacific or something, but it's crazy like the waves like go almost like a mile in the sky. Mm. I mean, it might not be a mile, but you see it, and considering how far it is in the distance, it still looks mm. insanely high. 
Like, I, what made me almost like feel I've a bit bad though was like, I was almost like imagining like some dolphins. Nope, no, I, don't. <laughs> I was almost like imagining like some dolphins or some whales just like, oh, having some family time. Yeah, and then yeah, suddenly, yeah. boom. Mm. And I thought, if you mm. think about it, that's really messed mm. up. Like, think how much yes. well, think how much like wildlife you would have killed. Yeah, totally. Mm. And don't get me wrong, like you know, I'm all for like, I very much I'm like all for like the the cycle of life and the food chain and that. So I think you know, if a predator ate me, fair play. Mm. You know, if I eat. Um, you know, if I eat some 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 meat to sustain myself, fair play. But wh- what I draw the line at is almost like needless killing. Mm. Yeah, You're killing unfair. something yeah. just thoughtlessly. Mm. That's just like, that's just, you know, it, uh, that's when, you know, in my opinion, it becomes wrong. I've got know? the video up now. This True. is <laughs> unbelievable. Frogs. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What? what? What's going on? What's up, man? Craig. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? So can, is it just like no sound, but you can see the... Yeah, 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 no, nothing. Oh, We've got good. it up, though. We've got it up. Look at Whoa, that. Whoa, look at that. That's not... I don't even know if that's the one that we've both seen. Yeah. But this is, is just like another insane. one I've seen. And yeah. then like the Whoa. second explosion is like even bigger. Yeah, because it's weird, isn't it? It's like, the, I don't know what it is about it. So like implode? There's like, a, there's like an initial explosion, mm. and then there seems to be a second one, and almost like a third one. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's really crazy. That was crazy. It makes me think of um, as well. You know, when we talk to sometimes about like the Graham Hancock and Randall um, Carlson, Carlson uh, thing, when they're talking about a, a media a media a meteor impact that mm. could have uh, happened potentially across, um, potentially happened yeah. across America about ten thousand years ago. Yeah, and Maybe this whole thing about 12, like um, you know the 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 Great Flood and mm-hmm. all of that like could coincide with like with this idea of the Great Flood, but a meteor that's so when Noah's it, Ark and all those stories. Yeah, yeah. like where that could actually could yeah. actually come from that and like when um when the meteor hit mm. it would hit ice but it would instantly turn the ice into water like that mm. just blows my mind it's almost like something that's so hot and that yeah. kind of explosion is yeah. is of such a heat that it would just instantly change whatever it's impacting so like ice complete Crazy. ice caps and everything would just turn into water and yeah. then just start flooding everything instantaneous like, yeah, yeah like that's so it's mad isn't it I think those kind of things happen and those big blasts yeah. i think it's all to like do with that. like perspective because like Imagine if you had, say, like an ice cube and you dropped, I don't know. A Bunsen burner on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bunsen burner. Yeah, I'm it. imagining like if you like, if you like, if a, you heat it up. cracker. Heated up something metal, like mm. something smaller metal, like a little, I don't know, like a little ball of metal until it was like, you know, re- re- insanely hot. And then you dropped it on the the, the glass on like the mm. ice cube. It would make sense to us Instant that it would, it would turn. Like, but obviously because of our perspective, mm. because we, that to us... Like when something like that would happen, like a massive meteor that would then turn, obviously, like you know, ice caps to water instantaneously. That would be the Green same steam. as if you were like a mm. dust mite mm. watching that yeah. ice cube. So it would probably seem mental to that dust mite, but but it's all about perspective, isn't it? Yeah, it's all totally, about perspective. Totally. Mm. But um, anyway, carrying our theme, I thought, as I said, I thought, like the flight in itself is an amazing thing, mm. isn't it? You know, whether it's whether it's things that humans have created to artificially fly. Or just, and it's just really interesting that things have actually just evolved to learn how to fly. Yeah, mm. do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's um not obviously every not every species of animal ha- has been able to do it. You know, like sub subspecies. Um, the only ones that have obviously done it are are insects. Insects were the first to master the skies. Um, obviously, of course, um, like pterosaurs, so reptilians. They're not actually dinosaurs. Sometimes people think that pterosaurs were dinosaurs. They're not. They're a type of reptilian um, flying animal. Um, and obviously, we think that you know. Is that like pterodactyls? And yeah, stuff? pterodactyls. Yeah, mm. um, and qu- the largest ever 
um, flying animal, mm. which you talked about before on Pandora's box, was um, a pterosaur. So it was Quetzalcoatlus, mm. and obviously that was named after the, after the South American um, yeah. G- yeah, god of the skies, yeah. um, Quetzalcoatl. But um, and that was like bigger than a plane. Mm. So that was That's literally, really, literally like bigger than a lot of planes. So that was like the largest thing to ever take to the skies. Its its skull alone is bigger than a fully grown man. What? And um, it's mental. It's where the ideas of dragons could have come from. I yeah. can imagine if you dig up yeah. bones like that. And you like know? If, if they were just stood on land, they would be as as tall as a giraffe. Oh. When you take when you take into account that giraffe nowadays is the tallest animal on the planet. Right. In terms of just height. Right. So obviously yeah, yeah, elephants yeah. are the largest land animals. Yeah. But giraffes are the tallest. Mm. You know, these are big animals. So imagine mm. that its head would have been like up there with a giraffe. But these things could fly. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely crazy, yeah. isn't it? So, um, but yeah, before, um, so pterosaurs, master the skies, and then after them, birds. And obviously the last thing to master the skies were mammals. But there's only one type of obviously, um, you know, subspecies of mammalian flight animals, and that's... And that is the water vole. And that is the majestic <laughs> flying water vole. No, it's bats, obviously. Bats. bats. Yeah, bats. Bats, mammal so bats. Bats are mammals. And obviously, get, there are lots of different species of bats. Um, the biggest types of, of, of bats are um, flying foxes. Um, mm. So, they, but the thing is, is, I know that some people probably think they look scary, but they're completely harmless because they eat fruit. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes mm. people just call them fruit bats. Yeah, that's fruit bats. Yeah, so I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, but they or, or flying foxes. Sometimes mm. people call them flying foxes. So like, yeah. Right. So they they look almost like a fox, mm. and they, and have like a often have like a red coloured fur, but also mm. but then have like massive wings. And they're mm. big animals. Don't get me wrong. They are big animals. They look quite cute. Yeah, they are cute because yeah. they don't have the same sort of like you know like some bats. They do have like quite horrible faces. Mm. No, it's, like, it's not like something you want to take home to your mother. No, do you know what I mean? No. Um, but Draculia. yeah, but as I said, those those ones they, you can see why they call them flying foxes because they mm. they look very much like foxes, yeah. don't they? Yeah. But yeah, um, as I said in, insects were the first um, animals to master the skies, and I thought it'd be quite cool to just um, quickly talk about what the lo- and it's also mm. also it was a flying insect that was the largest insect that's ever lived. Oh, so obviously nowadays there are some pretty big. Some pretty big damn insects. I think people would be surprised at how big some insects grow today. Like centipede mm. ones and stuff. Well, all sorts of things. I mean, there, there are lots of big bugs, but the, the largest ever insect was called Mega Neuropsis. And it was a... Mega Neuropsis. you got to get that up, man. It had got a wingspan. It, it had a wingspan of 75 centimetres. Oh, it looks like a dragonfly a bit. Yeah. yeah. So it basically looks... It, it, some people just call them giant dragonflies. Mm. Um, that's one of the just like the common things that people call them. But they would have um, they would have sort of like went extinct during the late Permian period. So they were extinct before the dinosaurs had even come about. Mm. So oh, they look at that fossil, that's cool. Yeah. They first evolved about three hundred and seventeen million years ago, and they died out two hundred and forty seven million years ago. So they lasted for seventy million years. Not bad. Which is, which is very impressive. Yeah. As I said, Homo sapiens as we are now, as I know I've said this before, have, have been as we are now for about two hundred thousand years. Mm. And the first hominid evolved about two million years ago. So I think dra- those giant dragonflies were on the earth for seventy million years. So I don't reckon we'll make it. For we've 70 got million. No, we've got a hell of a we've got a hell of a long time to go before um, we make it to them. Mm. I mean, the only thing I think why we, why we might is because of someone like Elon Musk like colonizing Mars, <laughs> and then it's like if anything happened to the Earth, do you know what I mean? We'd have like a backup. I think that's, that's basically why he's doing it, though, isn't it? Anyway, back to the flying stuff before we like branch off too much. But yeah, so Mega Neuropsis, did you get a picture of it? Yeah, we got them all up. So I said that was from the late um, Permian. That's when it sort of like died died out um but yeah largest insect ever but i said there are some massive 
insects alive today, and all the the three largest ones are all moths. Mm. Okay, they're all moths. So one of them is the Atlas moth, um, which is from South Southeast Asia. Oh, caterpillar of it looks insane as well. We got all the photos of these up now. Man, they are they are massive. They sort of like grow anywhere between sort of like twenty five and thirty centimeters in in terms of yeah. wingspan. But think about that. That's like that's like that. Isn't mm. it? Imagine like a moth with like a wingspan like that. Mm. Like that's proper, a proper proper beautiful one as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, another yeah. one is 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 a is a South American one called the white witch moth. Mm. Um, that's also got a wingspan of up to sort of like twenty twenty nine centimeters. That's cool. Yeah. Um, this moth is also known as the bird wing moth or the ghost moth. Um, so yeah, massive moth. And also another one is the Hercules moth. So this is found in um, tropical North Queensland. Mm. Um, Looks uh, like it's got um, two snakes or something. It's, yeah, it probably does that. Uh, oh, obviously, as like a as, as a defense mechanism. Almost looks like it's got like two snakes on the wing. Oh yeah, wow, like snake yeah. heads. See what I yeah. Mean? yeah, a lot of animals do that, especially insects, don't they? In nature, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. mimic larger predators to to put off things like birds. Because mm. like think, even though that that moth is like massive, mm. think. So like it gets on its body to like it's a big gone. bird that's still like a just a delicious mm, snack. The juicy so bit in if the it middle. makes it look like a snake or something mm. you're deterring predators yeah. so you know? this is a Blind stupid snake. question mm-hmm. but um is is an arachnid an insect no an arachnid is an arachnid yeah so they're not classed as insects still um, no no they're um they're they're very closely related mm. do you know what i mean because mm. um, i think <clears throat> that are, things like arachnids if they, if they were massive yeah. they would be like monsters yeah. you know what i mean if oh, that yeah. was if there was some if there was an arachnid that was like <sighs> like the size of a horse or something yeah. that would be like the like scariest thing ever I'm, yeah exactly i want i'm pretty sure this is correct i'm pretty sure that all insects have six legs and all arachnids have eight eight yeah, yeah. Mm. arachnids are eight so scorpions and and spiders and tarantulas mm. are all arachnids i wonder how like big a... like the biggest ones of those ever were yeah. um i have heard before i mean the largest um the the largest uh, arachnid on the planet today is the Goliath bird-eating spider, and they are like they are like as big as those moths. Really? Yeah, th- <gasps> like thirty centimeter diameter, and they live in the jungles of South America. So you could have oh. walked past one in Peru for you. Know, oh, oh, do not like the color. And they are so big, right? Oh. They don't even make webs, right? They eat things like birds yeah. and rats. Imagine how terrifying it would be for like you're like a little bird. Imagine mm. that you're like walking across the ground canopy, eating some fe- seeds or fruit that's fallen from a thing, and then suddenly mm. this massive, horrible oh arachnid comes yeah. out and just like spider room. <laughs> yeah, they eat like rodents and birds. That's and, savage, isn't it? Yeah, and they're like ambush predators. So apparently, they sit in like burrows. They make burrows almost like badgers, do yeah, or like foxes. Yeah. Do. And, and then, then they're quite when, fast since yeah, when yeah. something yeah. comes close enough, they mm. just mm. and they pull it in. Goliath bird-eating spider. But, I mean, I know that there were some big ones in history. A bit of an interesting thing to, to, to look at, man. Um, have a look up for us. Biggest young boy. Largest ever spider or tarantula. Yeah, largest ever arachnid. Arachnad. Arachnad. It'd be interesting to know what the biggest I ever... I think it s- might just be the Goliath. That's I the thing I'm I don't, I don't think it is. Like, in the past. I'm sure know? they found yeah, one, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm sure... Yeah, uh, largest mega ever. Megarachnid was a medium size. It had a body length of 54 centimetres. That's bigger. That's largest bigger. known spider to have ever 54 think, think 54 centimeters mm. over half a meter mm. so for people if there's anybody out listening that doesn't do metrics what's half a meter that's like a couple of feet at least mm. what's that no no it's about yeah it's about a couple of feet isn't it okay say half a meter maybe not maybe not quite two feet 50 centimeters uh, how many six centimeters foot is a, a six over six foot i'm just trying to think i think i think two meters is about six foot four 
mm. or six foot five, something like that. So what? So so then half a meter. What was that? Would just be a third of that, wouldn't it? No, sorry, it'd be a quarter of that. Almost like two rulers. If you're ever in school. Yeah, so mm. it would just be under. So yeah, so about what? About one point seven five feet long. Something like that. Mm, something like that. Yeah. But that's a big. Oh, that's, yeah, it's quite big. But I'm. I'm. Thinking imagine, like, if imagine if one was in the room, though, dude. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if one was in the room. Yeah. Imagine you, seeing a spider that big in your bedroom. Mm, that's mm. when it's different. Even, <laughs> when we were talking about the Goliath bird eating spider, it's mad enough to think that there'd be one with like the circumference of a dinner plate. Oh. Now imagine one almost like fifty percent lot bigger than that, just on the wall. I've got a. Uh, no. I've got yeah. a photo of one compared to a one point eight meter tall person. Really? Look at that. So that's the largest ever spider. What did you say it was called? Mega Arachnad. Mega Arachna. <laughs> Re- Mega Arachna. It looks almost like a tick or something. It looks yeah, weird. Yeah, it doesn't look like a spider, does it, really? No. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to have to get up and have a look yeah, at it. Come have a look, man. Because this sounds mental. Come have a little look. We're almost got. It's almost like a sea creature, isn't it? Yeah, like a weird. Sh- like an isopod Ooh. or something. Did it live on land? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that looks horrible. Look at that. Uh, yeah. It looks a bit like it's fat like and hairy. Bug. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh. Yeah, like a massive bed bug or a massive mm. flea or I something. Don't, like, I don't ugh. know what it is. I don't know what it is about animals like that, but there's almost like something about them which is almost like a bit gross, but not because yeah. they're like unhygienic. Just the way they look. They look yeah. like monsters. Yeah. That's yeah, what I mean. It's almost like, bigger, oh, And I think they're so... Like, any Anything that's like so far away from a human, it's almost a bit like, Ugh, you know? Yeah. Like, mm. Do you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. ma- like mammalian mm. stuff. I, mm. I find... I find like it's easy even with reptiles and that. Like I, I like I like reptiles and that, mm. but there's something I that's like a bit them. it's a bit like they they I'm a bit more weirded out by reptiles right. and bugs and arachnids and stuff than I am with any mammals that you yeah. have of, of like, you know. Yeah. And I think it's cuz there's more of a relate we've got more of a relation we are mammals obviously. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, 100%. Mm. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit before on the pod before, haven't we? But like, you know, obviously there's a reason why I think people love things like cats and dogs as pets. Mm. It's like they're mm. similar enough to us that we can almost like, well, we can. We can communicate with them. Yeah. yeah. It, might, it, might, it might be very rudimentary, mm. but you still can. Mm. You know, I, I can I can communicate it's with my cat. Thing, you know, like you know when you got like it, like loving thing, like stroking mm. and stuff like mm. that. Like you can stroke a dog or you can stroke a cat, and you can see them enjoying it like oh, that. Yeah. But sharing you, love, like oh, an arachnid, a spider. Yeah, you know, or they, they wouldn't be able to show in the same way that they're enjoying it. You know, I mean, the thing is about animals like that is we can we can sort of have we we do have like a fairly we can we can get an idea of their intelligence, but we don't really know what's going on in their noggin. No, but we do know that no. like you know because a lot of the animals like that, I mean, don't even have brains the same way we do. No, that's not to, that's not so to say different, that's right? not to say they don't have something that's the equivalent of a brain, mm. but it's not the same. And obviously, um. You know things like emotion and an attachment relationship. There, there's certain parts of you know I'm not a neurologist, so I can't tell you in depth about exactly what. But there's certain parts of the brain that have to be have, have enough devoted space to it mm. and things like that for you to have the 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 um the ability to even have such like a deep connection. Mm. Mm. You know, so like you know, and they're they're more pronounced in things like pack animals. So humans obviously are more. You know, we've always been in societies. Same with like dogs. That's one of the reasons why it's easier to train a dog than it is a cat because mm. dogs are pack animals. They come from mm. wolves, and wolves mm. are notoriously pack animals. Mm. They're always looking to you for yeah. like for like guidance or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with a dog. Yeah, they 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 understand pecking order and they understand relationship. They're used to working together. But then one of the things that's amazing is even with like cats. I mean, even though cats are solitary animals, most of them obviously lions are pride animals. They're pack animals, but um, they live in prides. But weirdly, lions are the only ones. Mm. But you know, most cats, obviously domestic cats. They do come from from originally from species that would have been solitary. But even with a cat, you can communicate with it. 
If mm. I go like, oh, too, if I man. if I shake yeah. a if I shake a cat sachet at Scrags and go, Scrags, dinner time. Mm. He'll run over and he knows it's dinner time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I go, no, don't do that. He knows he's done something. Yeah, wrong. I can yeah, tell yeah, by the way yeah, he looks yeah. at me. You know. Mm-hmm. I remember I once shouted at him, pointed at the door and shouted at him because he brought in a massive rat. I live in the countryside and he brought in a rat that was like the size of a chihuahua but with like a 30 centimetre long tail. <laughs> and it was like still alive. And mate, I was, I was thinking, I do not want this thing getting yeah. loose in the house because it'd be so hard to oh, catch. Oh man, that's well. one to look up. Um, underground rat, largest underground rat like from, from you know, London Underground. That's pretty Well, there's actually been one that's been like shot or killed or something. Yeah, and it's huge, man. Oh, it's like a, it's like a horrible. Dog. Well, yeah. I was shocked as I said when he brought it in and I... I, I <laughs> So for people that are like listening on the radio or, or Spotify, Bullwinkle is literally in disbelief. Look at the state Man, of that. Man, you've got to see this. Right, let's have a look. You've got to see this. This is like a, oh my, I didn't know they get that big. Oh man, look at that. That is, that is it's crazy. like as big as just like a person. That's like bigger than- mo- Drew, that's bigger than you. <laughs> that's huge. That is bigger than a lot of cats. Yeah. That's bigger than a lot of- And look at the tail yeah. on it. Look at the tail on it. Man, that's horrifying. That is scary. But yeah, I mean, the one that Scraggles bought in, my cat, was yeah. like half the size of that. So it was still massive. Yeah. As I said, it, I'm not exaggerating. In terms of the body, it was the size of like a chihuahua, mm. but oh had a, but had like a 30 centimeter long tail. And I remember I shouted at Scrag because I was so angry. At and I remember I was pointing at the door and I never usually raise my voice at him because he's my bro, isn't he? But um, I remember I pointed at my back door and I opened my back door and I just went... Get it out now! And I would literally like shit, but like more angry and yeah, way louder. Yeah, yeah. And he literally like just went like, Meow! and he literally like grabbed it and just ran out the back door. It was almost like yeah. he oh, did he grab yeah. it? He grabbed oh, that's, it. That's cool. Then because he let he go of it, and, it. and I managed, I managed to sort of corner it because it went behind my clothes. Oh, it was bin. still alive. Oh yeah, that's why I was so angry. Oh. If it was dead, I would have just been able to pick it up and yeah, like, take it out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, but it was alive, and I was thinking, if this thing gets free in my house, yeah. I do not want to spend the next five hours trying to catch this massive rat the size of a dog, small dog, and then if it bites me, I'm going to have to go to the hospital and get a shot. Rabies. Yeah, and I, you know, that's not. Oh a, that's, God. You know, when you're home for the night, you don't want that in your in your you Friday know, evening, man. Yeah, we we were talking earlier on. You know, you're in your comfies. You've got it in your head that you're <laughs> about. You know, this was probably like three years ago. So I would, I might have been watching an episode, a brand new episode of The Last Kingdom or Vikings or. <laughs> something yeah. you know you got that in your head the last thing you want to do is catch a mutant giant mutant rat <laughs> yeah. and then potentially go to hospital because you've been bitten by one mm. you know in, in the catching process and also they're so the shredder exactly mm. exactly so like I, I but i managed it went behind my clothes bin like for the you know my washing bin mm. and i sort of managed to like like push it up against the wall with enough force that it couldn't move what the rat? Yeah, it can, and I remember I was just like, "What am I supposed to do now?" Because you know, in your head, you're like thinking the options. I'm like, "Well, the moment I let go, it's gonna like, it's gonna scuttle off so quick." So I'm like, "What do I do?" And I'm trying. I mean, you know, I'm I'm going through these different scenarios in my head. Like, well, I can't just stay here like this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what am I gonna do? So I remember I just sort of like was like started like shouting at Scrags, and I sort of like eased it out one side so it would only be able to go out one side, and and the side that was closest to the kitchen door. And then I was just like, Scrags. Get out now! And luckily, he went in behind it, grabbed it, and then ran out. And I shut the door, locked the cat flap, so he couldn't bring it in. Um, most of the time now, I literally keep the cat flap shut. It was pointless me getting that cat flap installed <laughs> because I don't even keep it open anymore. I keep it, I keep it open one way so he can go out. Yeah, but he can't yeah, come that's, in. that's the way. That's the, yeah. yeah, that's the way. Because to do like, it. I keep it that because obviously I, I keep him in at night. But then obviously it's like if he needs to go to the toilet or whatever, mm-hmm. I want him to be able to go out on the night. But then it's just mm-hmm. he just won't be able to mm-hmm. come back in once mm-hmm. I'm asleep until the morning. Mm-hmm. Because there's been too many times. Because he's a, he's a great hunter, and I I respect it. I respect mm. the fact that he is. You just don't want it in your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah, mean, yeah, I've woken yeah. up before, and there's you know, and he's had like chaffinches just flying around my bedroom at four a.m. You know, and he, <laughs> like the, the the adrenaline that I felt by the time I've caught that thing and released it, 
I'm not going back to bed then for two hours, three hours. Mm. And by that point, the sun's coming up. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's almost, mm. and then that affects you almost like for the whole next day or maybe even like two or three days because you've got that knock on effect of like mm. fatigue. So, oh yeah, I just don't know. But yeah, luckily he did what, he did what I said and he was playing with it on the patio for about 10 minutes and I was just watching him through the kitchen and he, was, he wasn't, like, he deliberately wasn't killing it. He was just playing with it. And then at one point I saw the rat bite him and then he went Row! you know when like a cat makes that noise <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then he you, i saw in his in his whole body language in his eyes he's got full-on triggered <laughs> and then he, he just suddenly went and he sunk his like teeth oh into the back of God. his neck and then you just suddenly saw it just go like slowly limp and then just let go and it was just dead and i was whoa. like whoa that rat just full-on triggered mr scraggles <laughs> but it's like one of those things like you know he's a great successful hunter and i think one of the reasons why he he just you know he's a black cat so in the night time you're not going to see mm-hmm. him coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you unless know, there's it, some light and and they just you get the glint in the eyes. That's about yeah. the only time. Yeah. You look you know like I mean? that, it, it's it's a literally a mm. proven fact that cats that are white or like um, I can't remember the actual name. You know, like ginger cats mm. are like um, turtle shell. Yeah, are like less successful hunters mm. because you know mm. the, you, animals are going to see them in the night easier. Whereas scrags, it's like sometimes I won't even realise that he's at the back door, and then all of a sudden I'll just like see almost like some sort like yeah, two the, little the saucers. Yeah, and yeah. then once I've noticed he's there, then I. I can see the outline, but before that, it's like yeah. he's like a ninja. You know, it's like I don't even realise he's there, man. But um, yeah, we've actually run out of time. I was going to talk about the largest uh, ever bird because we've talked about the largest ever insect. Um, we talked about the largest modern insects, which were those three moths I mm. talked about, and we've talked about Quetzalcoatlus, which was larger than a plane. But we haven't talked about the largest ever bird. Um, we we'll have to save that for another week. We'll save it for next mm. week. We'll kick off the show next week. That'll be a good one. Talking about the largest ever bird that lived, and it was a, a giant. It was mm. a giant. It was Ooh, it was over it was over one. twice the size of the largest modern flying bird, which is the albatross. So we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, we hope you've enjoyed all the content that we've brought to you today. And thanks again for Mark Studley for coming in. Um, wish you nothing but the best. Um, great to meet you, man. Yeah, what an amazing book. And Do yeah, out. and if anyone wants yeah. um, Check it out. Dirty. a great a great cooking book and likes their um, their slow roasted meats and their burgers and things like that, dirty food. Go buy yourself dirty good food. or your loved one a copy of Dirty by oh, Mark Studley. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hope everyone has a great week. I'm gonna leave you with some tracks now just to play you out. See you later, everybody. Have a good Cheers. one. See you next week. <laughs>